just start it by saying that. You just say streaming right into streaming your into your ear holes that's what i said that is what i said see now look this is weird because now it's not recording at a high enough level anyway people don't fucking care about that um it seems low now this Let's is the uh this is the new utah podcast um if you are listening to us you should already know that but welcome anyways i'm your host chris um that was Jess. Um, if you want to book a slot on our show in a month or two, just email her. Um, <laughs> she does. She does all that. I can't be bothered with those details. Uh, we've got Jeremy who's it, laughing over here. It's a good thing Jess can be bothered with those details, or this show would be short. Fuck yeah, she keeps it going. And then to Jeremy's left is is Bree, the lovely Bree. Hi. We should. She's, she's like a pirate. Fucking, she looks Bloody like no one. Bree. You should wave. Bloody nose and breathe. There you go. <laughs> if you only oh, knew. If oh, no, that's why. <laughs> that can be your pirate name. It could be my garbage pelt kid name. Bloody Bree. Bloody nose Bree. Yes. Well, I don't think you have to put the nose in. Just call no, it I Bloody think Bree. Need, no. no, you have to have the nose. The image of the grosser. garbage pelt kid card, like the blood could just be gushing out of the nose. So for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Bree has a nosebleed problem. <laughs> it's all the, co- <laughs> all the cocaine that she does on the regular. Uh, no, so uh, she's she's actually had to go to the ER before uh, to have her nose cauterized. cauterized and stuffed and packed. And that is the grossest fucking thing, like a week later pulling um, that packing You out. should try having that cauterizer in your nose. That's the grossest thing. Yeah, it is. And smelling. Does it smelling hurt or is cut? it just weird? No, it's weird. No, it's, it's, it's not like they have a fire or something well, in just, there. You hear cauterized, you think like it's, some it's hot a chem- No, it's a chemical. Yeah, it's just a chemical It's like burn. says silver nitrate or something yeah. like that. I've had it used in my hoo-ha, too. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your hoo-ha cauterized? Uh-huh. Yeah, they do that sometimes for people. When they go in and give them a hysterectomy, they go, Psh, burn your hoo-ha. Do they put your initials? Like like, <laughs> no, they put their initials. <laughs> like it's like, like, it's like, like artwork. <laughs> they put their own initials in it, dude. Come on. Put your so, initials in it. So mountains. this is the start of our show. Yep, this is what we talk bloody about. Nose Brie. <laughs> Episode eighty one. Uh, anyway, so I sneezed yesterday and got a bloody nose. Just that's why they're calling me for that. like. I'm gonna get you a desk humidifier for like what, like fifteen twenty minutes? No, <sighs> it was for an hour, babe. Oh Jesus Christ! It was for an hour. I was, I was in the like, bathroom so long. People came in looking for me, and then my boss was like, "Do you need some ice for your neck?" And I was like, "That would be awesome." And I think that's actually what finally helped. We do have, we have a procedure for bloody noses now because when, when she gets them, like most of the time, most of the time the bloody noses are, are pretty minor, um, but it's always in this fucking shitty outside like this with well, it's dry and then bad the air is horrible. And, and she's been sick and so you're taking stuff to dry out your, your nasal cavity anyway. Uh, so nosebleeds are just prone. And so once she gets them, they just keep going. They don't stop. So... Sucks. Yeah, I sneezed all over my pants, all over my shirt, <laughs> all over my desk. Oh, well, anyone just sneezed and boom, blood. Yeah, like, and I get them too, especially in the dr- when when it gets really dry. Um, but yours but don't last as long. No, they don't. They always stop. I just sh- shove enough toilet paper up there. Well, so do I. But <laughs> S- slow the flow. Tampons 
right up your nose, tampons. I should have just grabbed one. We keep some like right next to the sink. I should have just grabbed one. Don't they have the candy dispensers in the bathroom? What candy? What? You are fucking gross. It is it's, not candy. Those it's are not just in candy. a cute. We have a cute little thing that sits on our thing, and we have floss, and no we dispenser. have tissues, and lotion, and hair ties, and all sorts of stuff. Hey, I'm making an observation here. Chris has a South Park calendar behind him that hasn't moved since August. I want to know if you read every single day to what? December. I know it's on December. It's now. just December 9th. Oh, it, yeah, I know, but no. it was stuck on. <laughs> so here, I just want to know that you read every single one of them. Uh, no, it's you know it's an all right calendar. Um, I don't want to poo-poo it too much because it was a Christmas gift, but <laughs> from me, there's not like I watch a lot of the a lot of the show, Note and so all self, these are just buy a better one for next. Year. Yeah, I think I'd, I think I succeeded. It should it. be on. The so side. they're all just they're all just stills of the show, and I watch enough of the show that. I'm not. That in your head, you're like quoting the episode? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like the quotes they put on, I'm like this one. Bitch, you should be doing kisses on the playground. You can make 50 bucks a day. By the way, one of the best South Park episodes ever written <laughs> right there. Episode 1309, Butters Bottom Bitch. Butters is my favorite South Park character. And uh, yeah, Butters Bottom Bitch was a great episode. He basically was running a prostitution ring. And then he was going to these pimp conventions. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pirate episode. Even better than the old people episode that we watched the other day. That was pretty oh, good. Oh, that's fucking good. Were they in the <laughs> old folks home? That's This season's been really, really good. It's been on point. Um, anyway, I'm going to write that down. Butter's bottom, bitch. <laughs> so you guys might notice something different in here. Got this giant fucking TV. It's pretty cool. That was our upstairs TV. It'll probably turn itself off at some point during the... During the conversation, it's playing the crow from the City of Angels—that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's from the crow. Yeah, it's not from the crow from City of Angels. The it's crow's a song that appeared on both the crow and the City of Angels soundtracks. The title of it is Juristal by Filter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but people. it's not the crow from City of Angels. Okay, people, <laughs> you just fucking made that. You up. just totally lost track of your your story the second time in a row. What was I talking about? Yeah, the size days. of the TV. <laughs> oh yeah, so we uh, so we've this TV's been going out. That's what happens when your daughter watches it twenty four seven for two years. Um, Sleeps on your couch instead of in her bed. Yeah, I go downstairs. We forbade that. Go downstairs in the morning uh, to get ready for work and like leave, and the TV's still fucking on, and she's sound asleep. And now the TV randomly shuts off, just turns you itself. Touch faith. <laughs> oh, DM, yeah, great. Yeah. So this also, if you I notice, took this to my this church, to my school oh, one, damn. or to my 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 CCD like Catholic school stuff. This I took TV this because this song, this song personal, personal Jesus. Jesus. Well, it is a religious song because they wanted modern religious songs in <laughs> no, this. Not. When I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, like I totally thought that this was a religious song, so I took it. So it's anyway, kind of funny. So we decided uh, for Christmas, Bree and I were going to get each other a TV the family room so i don't even know if you saw it did you notice it i didn't the room looks so much more open now because uh, there's not a big tv on a tv stand because we mounted it on the wall ah. but it's a big old 65 inch tv on the wall now very cool i've been begging her for like three years to get a bigger tv she finally caved i did and then after we put it up because we just put it up this last weekend and we were like what are we gonna do we can't wrap this fucking thing and well we could have but like then oh you can wrap any I know, but, but then it's like it would just take up so much room it was just awkward it was in the way it was in the hallway for like a week and a half and so finally we we're just like let's put it up let's, and it's that room so much nicer now it feels so much more open 
Yeah. I can put more shit out there. It's like more decorating shit. It's close enough. Well, we figure Cassie will be home and we can, can try it out. Get her on the right. Seven. Get her Hanging on the right path Leah. to fucking up this one. <laughs> no, we've already forbade her. She is not allowed to yeah, sleep we, in the. We laid down. Room. We laid down the law last summer when she came back home. We said there's two rules: you can't sleep in the family room anymore at night, and during work weeks you have to be home at a reasonable hour, meaning by midnight, because our dogs fucking bark as soon as you come home at two in the morning, and it wakes us up, and it's not fair to us who have to go to work in the morning to get woke up like that. You've got to get up at six. Yeah. So she actually broke the second one one time, and then after that, I think she broke it a couple more times. That she figured out a way to get in without the dogs being so loud. I don't know, but uh, I don't think so. She, I think she recognized when the dogs woke us up why we didn't want her coming in so late. <laughs> so anyway, I think when she came in at two in the morning and it was quiet, because normally, like before she left to go to, away to school, she would only stay out late on the weekends, just because that's kind of the thing, and. I'm, I stay up late, but during the week, I try not to stay up until two in the morning. That's not always the case. Sometimes I am, but you know, when it's dead ass quiet and you come in and there's a chihuahua yiping in a enclosed hallway, like it's pretty obvious that the whole rest of the house is dead asleep and you just woke everybody up. Yeah. So, so that was our, that was our weekend. Actually, we did a, we did that and wrapped presents and just kind of hung out. So I've got a I've got a quick Santa story. <laughs> ho ho ho! So <laughs> this was last I believe it was Friday. Uh, I was running some work errands and I, I was in the downtown area. I wasn't downtown. I was more on the west side, kind of over by McGrew Studios. But that's downtown, buddy. But down just a little bit farther. So I mean, sort of, kind of downtown. But on anyway, the anyway, anyway. So I'm there's construction going on and I'm stuck at this light. And we're not moving very fast. And, and I look over and I see, I believe he was a bell ringer Santa, but I cannot be for sure. Uh, but he's kind of staggering and it's kind of an alleyway in between two buildings. And it was one of those instances where I was just stopped at the right place at the right time. So I look over and I see him kind of staggering into the, into the uh, alleyway there. And he uh, drops trow. <laughs> <laughs> And just pees all over the wall. Oh, I thought you were going to say he took a shit. He may have, but the... <laughs> you, don't, you don't say drop trowel when they're just whipping their wiener out. Yeah, but dude. he dropped him sure to the do. ankles. But like a little kid? Like yeah. a five-year-old? Like I am pretty like sure. Like your son probably doesn't even do that. I'm pretty sure he was plastered is my point. Uh, you know who does that, though? Butters. Butters. <laughs> he pulls his pants down around his ankles to pee. So I got to see some Santa sunshine. Aw, how nice. At sunshine Might and rain. Moonshine. <laughs> Boy, rain would be nice, wouldn't it? And it was one of those where you see it happening and you're like, am I see- am I really is this really happening? Am I see- yeah, I guess I oh yeah, it's happening. Santa peeing on a wall. <laughs> I feel like this deserves some like bad Santa pictures on our social media. <laughs> I love that movie. The so, second one was not as good though. So you, you know it oh, is no, the season now. When you see Santa, drunk Santa peeing on the lawn. Uh, so, how about this weather? Ugh. Like, this fog is insane. We don't get fog very often in Salt Lake. The sky was glittering on my way here. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, so, uh, North Salt Lake actually gets fog a little bit in the Bountiful area. Well, when because I, it's because of the lake. Yeah, and when I when I lived over there, there were times where I would be coming home, and it was like five feet of visibility. It was just insane. Like, couldn't even see the traffic lights until you were in the intersection type of visibility. 
And uh, <clears throat> that's kind of how it was like this morning was really bad. And it's because of how cold it's been. It's just like freezing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like Sean's windows on her car for me to scrape this morning because I'm a nice dad and I go start a car and scrape it for her. My dad used to do that. Holy fuck. It took me 20 minutes to scrape her windshield yeah. because the ice was so thick and like like super fine particles. So I got I got those window covers for Julia's car. Yeah, I've been looking at getting those. Are they any good? They work. Are those the magnet ones that go like inside the door too? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They work oh. because then you walk out there, all you do is lift that off. I wondered if they would get frozen to the glass though, if there's like moisture on the glass before you put it on there. Only if 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 it were raining really hard and you, and you put it on and then it froze overnight, yeah. maybe. But but like so if there's like rain, that's not an issue. So if, if there's like the snow or something, it wouldn't. <laughs> not really. I mean, it, it pops right off. What if right I tell off. you blue skies at my house? And then you don't have to scrape. I believe it. No so. fog. I believe it. I don't you're, scrape my windows. I park in the garage. You're weird. Your weather vortex that you live in just. I am. No, I am. There's and I didn't. It didn't. Re- and you're I on joke the wrong about side that. Of Utah Lake for it to really hit you. Well, and I joke about it, but driving into it today, and I'm like, oh, there's like all this blue sky. You could see a little inversion, but. There are mountains to the west, there are mountains just to my south, and there are mountains just to my east. So we're like in a bowl, basically. It's pretty cool. It was, it got foggy last night out on the south end of the valley. It got foggy at like five o'clock yesterday. And then all night, and then the lion's share of today. Yeah, it never really cleared up. The good news is because the fog didn't really clear up, we couldn't see how horrible the air is. <laughs> but I, like, I was driving home from, from my office that I've, I've been working at. About 2.30-ish, and there was enough visibility. I could see the brown over the mountains and not see the top of the mountains Ugh. because of the, 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 the crap in the air. So That's going over the point of the mountain. Yeah, that's just crazy, the fog Heck. bank. Yeah, it's it was just completely blue sky in Utah County, and then as soon as I hit the Salt Lake line. Yeah, it's just it was, wild. That, yeah. And the, they're saying the high-pressure system is not going away for like two weeks. Yep. So this might be a good time to talk about the inversion. We talked about the air quality a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, or last week talked, with Cat yeah. with Cat Palmer. Yeah, last week, a little yeah. bit. Um, but the inversion in Salt Lake City this this is something that's I mean fairly unique to Utah. Like most other places, don't have this. But the way Salt Lake is geographically and, and topographically situated, it's inside of a bowl essentially. So we are yeah, surrounded like just by. Just said. By mountains, uh, on also. Well, she said she's in a bowl, yeah. like, literally in Utah County. And we have we're we're surrounded by mountains on all sides, and we have the Great Salt Lake. So, but one of the things that happens is we get a high pressure system that will come and sit right on top of us, just where we're at, where the jet stream's at. This time of year, December and January, we'll get this high pressure system that comes and sits, and storm systems can't get rid of it. Normally, you'll have a storm system come in and blow it out. Doesn't happen, and so. It's cold as fuck, and everyone's driving, and everyone is using a furnace, and dipshits like my neighbor fucking burn stuff in their stove all the time. Still? Uh, You have no idea. Like, I'll smell it. Like, the first day, you can hear weather, like, okay, we're going to have a high-pressure system, inversion's going to start. Fucking first three days, son of a bitch is still burning stuff. Like, come on, dude, don't wait until it's bad. Just don't burn it now. But we're at a point now where if you burn and you don't have, and you have another form of heat, they'll come find you. They actually drive around and check chimney stacks for, for people burning. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just crazy. So we get air quality that's really some of the worst in the world, uh, worse in the U.S. by far, uh, and and rivals places like Beijing. 
Which is crazy because there's not 20 million people living here. No. No, inside the valley, there's what, maybe one and a half? Something like that. Uh, so that's just. People always get angry though, but I just, you can't be angry at the mountains for trapping the air in. Like, no, it's not the it's mountains' <laughs> fault. It, but the, the problem is, is the big industries up in the northern end of the valley. Uh, all the gas refineries that. and stuff, and the coal power buildings, plants. Buildings put off way more emissions than, I promise. Some. We'll get my dad on. He works for Big West Oil. We'll have this chat. Oh, Big West Oil. A guy that works for an oil <laughs> company is yeah. telling me that buildings do more than oil refineries. You know what? <laughs> it's true. The percentages are way smaller than you think compared to buildings and cars. Cars are a big part of it. And there's a lot of traffic. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if we had... It's getting better. So, our light rail system is getting a lot better. Um, they've built light rail out into to areas of the valley. I still don't think it's good enough that people are willing to take it versus drive. Because it still takes from out by your house, Jeremy. There's light rail that runs out there now. Yep. And to get from your house to downtown... About 45 minutes. And $5 round trip. Yep. It's cheaper to drive your car. And the problem is, is if you work somewhere... On the east to west, the north to south is fine, but east to west. But so if you get more than five or six blocks east west, then you're taking a transfer on a bus, and that is going to add another thirty to forty five minutes yeah. on your commute. That's that's the problem. So it does not help eliminate near as much as it should because it's just not good enough. Uh, and the and the buses just they don't run enough times. Like they run, I think this one down sixty second runs every half hour. Most of them are about every half hour to forty five minutes. Yeah, like that's not. That's not enough. Like for me to get from here to the office that I work at in Sandy on a bus and tracks and probably another bus, probably take me two hours. I get there in 15 to 20 minutes in my car. It's just not worth an hour and a half for me to to take public transit. It's true. So, man, we talk a lot about pollution just now. <laughs> That's it's relevant. It's at, yeah, it's at hand. And it's it ain't relevant. going away. It's going to be more relevant next week. Uh, and hopefully we get something leading into Christmas. But If it's going to be this cold, I wish it would just snow. I mean, one, it's Christmas time. Let's get let's let it snow. And then two, it would clean the air out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, um, <laughs> that sounds interesting on the mic, I think. <laughs> She's trying to hold a cough in <laughs> instead of just turning away and coughing, and you just hear that. <coughs> so that's what being sick gets you. That's why my voice sounds like shit, too. Uh, so I'm going to let Jess do some talking. Sweet. That means you want events? Yeah. I mean, don't feel like I won't interrupt, though, because. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Let's do this. Uh, so first <laughs> things first. Uh, this week, our friends over at Oleo opened their Oleo Mind studio. Oh my gosh, that looks so cool. Yeah, Holy it's crap. A, <laughs> it's, it's officially, <laughs> you, you switched mics from the cat interview. <laughs> it's officially opened. So they their first meditation uh, class is the tomorrow. Is, is the, the tomorrow? tomorrow? The, yeah, the 13th. <laughs> I was trying to think of the date. <laughs> Sorry. So when people hear um, it today. So yes, Wednesday the 13th. Wednesday. Um, so you can just follow them on Instagram. They're on Facebook, just at Oleo Mind, and they will post all of their upcoming meditation classes and then anything else that they do there. So congratulations Good. to Jen and Derek. It's super awesome. It's a really cool space. Yeah, it is really we love cool. Jen and Derek. I need to go get some oil. I do. I know. I'm, I'm almost out of my face oil stuff. I need more soap. I'm going to go get some soap. Would you like me to get you some soap? I would love some Because I need to buy a bunch. So, 
Um, their soap is so good. It really is. I love I it. I spent their charcoal like, eucalyptus one, and I really like it. That's the black one, right? Yeah. That's the one I'm using right now, too. High five. So when, when we when we were there and you commented, Chris, on how well it lathers up, I hadn't tried it before then, but I, I got a bar when we were there. Holy cow. Yeah, it lathers up great, doesn't it? I use it on my loofah and I love it. I use it on my body. It works so <laughs> Me well. Me too. I put it under my balls. <laughs> 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 I mean, I... Yeah. You got to keep the boys clean. I, I wash my armpits and stuff and you got to keep the boys clean and... Well, undercared. Sweaty balls, you got to take care of that. Well, I just switched over from using like bath gels and stuff to that. Just, just like what, in the last couple of weeks, maybe three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's good soap. Mm-hmm. It's been soap talk. <laughs> that chapter. Is there another event no, going on? it's not soap talk. It's oleo talk. Yeah, it's oleo talk. Yes, there are tons of events because we're two weeks out for Christmas. Um, so hey, the can, I, can I say, Jeremy and I were talking about it off air earlier. Uh, I have I don't think we've gone shopping in an actual store for actual Christmas presents all season this year. I have not. I did on Saturday. I mean, we've picked up a couple of things as we were doing normal shopping, but we haven't actually gone to a store to Christmas shop. I think I believe you are correct, sir. James said the same thing yesterday. He's like, I just don't understand. He's like, everything's here already. They were talking about it on the radio a couple days ago, and you actually spend less and get better quality items by purchasing them online. Because when you're at the store, you tend to be walking through the aisles like, oh, well, what about that? Impulsive buy. And you don't tend to do the research, but I know when you're getting stuff online, at least with me, uh, I'll do a lot more research on an item. Yeah, because you want to make sure you're not getting just some crappy thing. So Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry, didn't mean to totally interrupt. But do shop local. Yes, you did. Um, I did. You're right. Uh, but do shop local. Like go go out to local businesses, not Target, not Walmart, but you know a, a local shop like Oleo. To well, we have gifts. markets like the Trolley Square Market is still going on um, this weekend. Um, yeah. Unique yeah. handmade things. Go to like go to Cat Martin Studio or hit her up and buy a painting for someone. Um, you, you can, if you like an artist, talk to them. Just send them a message. A Farmer's Market still is going on, and they're doing, um, I and think, two more weekends of the like craft. Yeah, and you can to- you can totally pick up heroin when you go and <laughs> get your gifts, and then come home and shoot up. You know that's why I go, right? Yeah, I know. For your heroin? Yes. Um, but speaking it's of not a lot of heroin dealers that are easily accessible in Saratoga Springs, so. I don't live in Saratoga Springs, so you basically do. No, <laughs> you live in Eagle Mountain, which touches Saratoga Springs. So I was talking to somebody at work who is a higher up, and I was telling him about um, how this person was sentenced this uh, like a week ago um, for murdering my friend, and that he blamed it on meth. And this higher up who I respect is a smart businessman proceeded to tell me how marijuana is going to be the downfall of our country and that it's a gateway drug. And I was like, Oh, are we having this conversation right now? Cause <laughs> I never thought this would be coming out of your mouth. Marijuana is a gateway drug to the opioids that you get prescribed by your doctors that lead to heroin addiction and eventually kill you. Okay. There's a logic. There's logic there. It's not good logic. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. So back to events. I just thought it was uh, very interesting. Um, 
the event that we had uh, Kat Palmer on last week that she was talking about, the Winter Solstice Clean Air Fundraiser, is on the 17th at the Krishna Temple downtown on uh, 965 East and 33rd 70 South. It's a $10 donation. If you want to do dinner, it's $20. It goes from 4.30 to 8.30. Um, we have gross air right now, so you should go support those for sure. Um, also... This week is the City Weekly <laughs> Beer and Beer Reindeer Crawl we talked about last week, <laughs> <laughs> where you can uh, basically pay fifteen bucks. It gets your transport, gets your beer bingo cards. What, they tra- uh, by the way, they transport you on the horse-drawn carriages, but they're drawn by reindeer. Yes, I really actually don't know. I should ask Steve. Steve Conlon, he knows. <laughs> or the they're just or horses with little yeah. reindeer. After the first or second bar, it doesn't matter. You're not even you seeing it. straight. You forget. Um, so I talked about the speed skate trials. Today, today I saw an article about how Rio is plagued right now. Their whole Olympic village with <coughs> homeless and just huge problems. And it just got me to thinking, wh- like, why, why has our space been one of the only successful Olympic spaces to remain? I mean, like Placid is, but... I just found it very fascinating that we're still because there's also uh, ski jump Olympic trials in two weeks. Well, it's it's because of so. Do you think it's just our environment and our state? Well, one I think it was planned out well. Like they planned that we would use these things. Yeah. Well, that's one of the big differences between having a, an event in a place like Rio. Um, versus the U.S. because we have anywhere in the U.S., even in Atlanta, a lot of the facilities they built in Atlanta and that they used in Atlanta are still in use today. And that's because we have a uh, very industrialized, very um, modern era nation. When they build stuff, like all the shit that's being built in Qatar for um, the soccer stadiums that are being built for the World Cup in 2022, that shit's all going to go to waste afterwards. It's all just going to be completely abandoned. And you can see even in Brazil, there's there's massive soccer stadiums they built in places that are worthless. Like they just they're just they're just collecting dust. You can actually see like you can look at past Olympic stadiums and see their giant parking lots in some cases for old cars. Um, it's it, and the reason the reason that that stuff happens is because those nations just don't have the 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 wherewithal to continue to use those spaces. So when you look at a place like Salt Lake, you know, we have the, the Olympic ski jumps. Well, we're a winter state. A lot of winter sports go on here. And even in the summer, we're a very outdoorsy state. And so those spaces in the summertime are used for other things. So they've developed them to use them for the tubing. And they use the bobsled track as a way to make money up there. And, and they still use that track to train Olympic bobsled athletes. Um, same same thing goes with, you know, we didn't build a lot of facilities or a lot of, what are you looking at? Oh, just a news alert came across CNN oh. about Doug Jones. Um, so, you know, we don't, like all the facilities over here, we didn't really build a whole lot of new facilities. Like the bobsled track, the ski jump, but most <laughs> of the stuff Oval. that was here was already here. Yeah, the Olympic Oval was built, but that gets used. So now that's a place where the U.S. Olympic team trains. I think know, it's super cool team. that we can still facilitate it and have a possibility of rehosting again someday. Yeah, yeah. And that facility, the Olympic Oval, is attached to, you know, a recreation center that's used by the public. I have the ability, if I want, anytime anyone in Utah does, can go skate at the Olympic Oval. Yeah, you can. You, you can take speed skating Let's classes. You can go play soccer in the center of it, too, if you want. 
and they play hockey uh, in the center of it as well. Um, so it's it's a usable space. So that's a big thing. Man, my fucking headset's messed up. <laughs> well, I'll talk about Robert Kirby and Pat Bagley then. They're doing a roast of 2017 on the 19th at the Falls Event Center, which is over at Trolley Square. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they are working with the Salt Lake Tribune. They're humorous. You've probably seen their political cartoons. And that's $15 if you buy at the door, $10 if you buy ahead of time. And then getting into the next and that's something, events. Honestly, the Pat Bagley thing, like that's, you could go get his prints and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a Christmas thing that you could frame. He does a lot of cool stuff. He's a great artist. Yes, exactly. Uh, so we're getting into Christmas. Um, next week on the 23rd, we're going to go go north up to Ogden. Uh, they're having chariot races, you guys, at the Ogden Spike Arena. Like real wow. chariots. Yeah! What's horses? That's some and dangerous shit. That's bad for the horses. I don't know. Like That's ben really Hur. fucking bad. I feel like... I feel like we should be past that now. Like rodeos. Mm, sorry, that's bad for the animals. It's fucked up. I'm not an animal rights activist, but that shit's just messed up. Like bullfighting? Shouldn't happen. <coughs> Fucking stab a bull in the back and then piss it off and then antagonize it as it's dying. Well, just in case anyone wants to go. They're in Ogden <laughs> on the 23rd. <laughs> Fucking shame on you people or something. I don't know. Or shame on me for putting it into events. Is that what you're saying? No, nah, it's fine. Are you sure? Because I feel shame right now. Um, shame. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to add a new tradition to your Christmas Eve, you can head up to Snow Basin. Every year they do their Christmas Eve celebration. And it starts at 4 and it goes till 7. They have gingerbread cookie decorating. Santa comes. They do a Yule log burning so you can put your wish um, your wish in to do and do that. And then they also have a torch parade, which... Um, I guess is really super awesome. I've never been to one, but that's up in Huntsville. I feel like we're going far, far away in this group of events. This is great. Utah has lots of events, you know. And Utah's a big ass state. Yeah. Um, so Christmas, um, if you don't have kids at home, or if you have kids at home and you really just want to do something different, the uh, the group A Cup of Love is doing a Christmas coffee project down at Pioneer Park, and they are. Um, just going and giving out coffee to the homeless on Christmas, which is really, really cool. So <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to sing live too. We're listening to a nineties alternative in the background and Chris is singing to some some live. I'm just pretty guess. awesome. I'm just no, giving I love you a it. taste of your own medicine. It's amazing. You'll start doing that shit in the mic to me and it freaks me out every time. <laughs> Um, the 26th, you can do two things. You can go over to Mount West Cider's White Elephant Party that they're having from 530 to 7. That's the day after Christmas, right? Yes. It's a Tuesday. Um, and then you can head over to Piper Down and listen to Nick Passy play. Nice. So, so that could that would be a fun Tuesday night. Done with the fun in the family. Go get drunk and have some fun on your own. Yes. That's all. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, Christmas is happening, I guess. Well, I thought I said that, but nobody yeah. was listening. No, I was seeing Cruise, so. <laughs> was seeing lightning crashes by the night. <laughs> Are they doing that Volkswagen thing again this year? Have you heard? Uh, yeah, they're doing it on the 16th this Saturday. Oh, um, so coming up. They have a family whose home burned down, and oh, that's the shittiest. they have 10 kids, 
and <laughs> so Whoa. yeah I'm sure it's that house that's right uh, yeah I, it's the uh, yeah in Riverton oh, so is it? I'm yeah sure it is yeah that's what we've concluded so yeah. yeah they'll be doing that I don't know if I'll be able to go just because I've speaking of houses cakes. burning down around Christmas I mean it's not Utah but LA oh, oh my yeah. gosh holy shit just giant fucking unbelievable infernos down there right now. 230,000 acres, the Thomas Fire, it well, was as of this morning. It's I'm sure it's <coughs> much more massive now. but Not letting up. Yeah. Not under control. Burning structure after structure. Utah but, firefighters have been sent down to Oh, help. yeah. Oh, yeah. All over the country, firefighters yeah. are going there to help. But it's bonkers it. because it's all the way down the coast. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah, it's burning everything that burns. I mean, it's burned huge apartment buildings. It's, you know, the, there's really... Not that I want it to burn down L.A., but it would be bonkers if it reads Hollywood sign. Um, Just saying. It might. It might. Uh, and it's like, I saw videos, like cell phone videos of people trying to help horses. Like big stables had burned down, and these horses were basically trapped between two sides of Raging Inferno. Uh, because the... So, we had Jimmy... Um, on in October and she works uh, she's a, a part of a stable down there that helps veterans uh, they have horses goats yeah. llamas all kinds of different animals and so she's been posting a lot and the stable owners are padlocking their, the the gates for the horses so they can't get out and it, I mean it's just these stables are just toast yeah. so I mean there's not much to them to begin with and to tack that on it's just that's terrifying so you want some good news yes please uh, right now the uh, Alabama Senate race this is uh, you know awesome child molester um, more against uh, Jones um, the child molester is currently losing it's a very close race about 93 percent in. Uh, Jones has uh, 49.5% of the vote to 48.8% that Moore has. Uh, about 10,000 votes or so is what's separating them right now. That's good news. Uh, early early stuff, uh, Moore was, was leading, and as the night has progressed, he has slowly lost his lead. Uh, and, and, of course, you know Jones has, has taken over. So it's appalling that it's this close to me. Variety just called it 10 seconds ago. I don't know how legit that is, but... Yeah, I'm not... With it this close, I, I totally can't... I can't call it yet. Like, that's really close. You can me. just keep hoping against all hope. 10,000 10, votes is a lot, a lot to make up when you're talking like a... What is it? 1.2 million votes are in right now, and that's 94%. So there's still enough votes to, to make a difference. I don't. I haven't been looking into what counties are left and if they swing Democrat or Republican primarily. Um, big win for the Democrats. Really shitty that Roy Moore was even close. Like it's just appalling that a guy who is a, shame on you, Alabama. Well, and this is what this is what's mind-boggling to me. Republicans will talk shit and say uh, a guy like a guy like Al Franken needs to resign because of stuff that's come out, allegations that have come out because of a funny photo that he took. Um, or presumably funny photo. I'm not saying anything Al Franken did was was okay. But Roy Moore has been accused by multiple women of having sexual relationships with them and attempted sexual relationships with them when they were fucking teenagers. That is despicable. Absolutely despicable. And to have a guy like fucking Donald Trump 
back him and 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 our senator Orrin Hatch fucking pussyfoot around it and say, well, I can understand why Trump. No, fuck you. Tell call for him to step down. Other senators have fucking turtle face. He he called for him (laughs) to step down. Mitch McConnell. So I don't know. It's mind boggling that this fucking dude that molests children that has sexual intercourse with minors or attempts that action with minors is just fine for Alabama to elect a senator. Did you hear that there was a pastor that was like, well, when he came back from Vietnam, there just weren't any eligible women, so he started looking at younger women. That's not okay. That's not okay at all. So, yeah, it's about the same as what it was before. hasn't really changed. Um, Anyway, it's just... It's unbelievable. I'm really happy that this Me Too movement is, is actually happening and we're starting to see all these fucking news people, these people in Hollywood, politicians getting called to the carpet for the bullshit that they're doing. Um, so when Doug Jones wins, he will be the first Democratic senator since 1992 in yeah, Alabama. That's a long time. I mean, that's Alabama is a firmly red state. So that's, that's a big, big deal. So I was talking to my boss the other day and we were talking about, you know, women stepping forward and and why it's so difficult. And I said, because it's uncomfortable. Um, Just recently, we went to a a conference and I met one of the presenters and talked to him afterwards with my boss and stuff. And then he came to our office the next day because he was going out to perform an audit of one of our (laughs) clients and he wanted to say hi to me. And so my boss brought me out to say hi. And he like put his arm around me, like walked me to the door and I'm going to take you with us to lunch, whether you want to or not, you know, ha ha. And, and I, and I laugh it off and I think to myself, you know, it was inappropriate, but in that setting, if I were to say something like you're acting inappropriately, everybody would look at me and go, why are you making such a big deal out of it? So if you, if there are people out there who are wondering why women haven't come forward or why women don't come forward. It's still because there is such a stigma about you just being a prude. Did he do anything that was horrible? No, but he did take me by the hand, put his arm around me and physically move me toward a door. Now with a bunch of people around in an office, I didn't feel unsafe, but that's not um, that's not ap- appropriate to do. And so for those of you who are wondering, I just want to say that's why women don't say anything. I didn't say anything because I knew if I said something, like I would be looked at like, why are you making such a big deal? It's just some guy goofing around. You're totally safe. He means no harm by it. He's going to leave. You're never going to see him again. Well, and I, I'll, I'll say this, you know, it, it in those kinds of situations, this is this is what ultimately has to change. If you're a guy in those situations, you need to be willing to say that's inappropriate. And and just that's all you have to say. That's inappropriate. Well, and, that and is, that's a case. But if somebody in that instance had said that's in, if just one person and not a bunch of people had said it, I probably would have said, "Oh, it's fine. It's fine." Yeah. Because that's how I I'm trained to react and but react. That, but someone saying that's inappropriate, what that does is make that person think about it next time. Mm-hmm. Just because you're okay with it in that moment doesn't mean it was okay for him to just do it. And that's where 
guys have to stand up and start saying, that's not okay. We're not okay with what you're doing. And that's what's happening in Hollywood finally. Now you have people going, you know what? It's not okay. Louis C.K., the way you treat women is not okay. Um, you know, fucking newscaster after newscaster, Matt Lauer, you're a piece of shit. Like, if you... This is what's crazy with, like, Matt Lauer. If you if you look at... Like, you can start to see over, over the years different things that he has said on camera, in live shots, to women, where you think kind of at the time, like, oh, it's nothing. But it's fucking terrible. And it's it should be no shock to anyone that he was fired for that shit based on the comments he's made on air live to women. Yep. And and finally, now we're at a point, I think, where we're starting to, to have people say, it's not okay. And, and you've got to speak up as a man and say, that's not appropriate. And it's not appropriate to joke about it especially not in the workplace. Now here, us four friends having a good time, having a laugh. If we make a, a, a joke like that, it's probably not going to offend any of us, right? But that's not a, that's a totally different setting than work. You know, two or three people getting together as friends is a totally different setting. I'm not saying it's okay to make sexist, crazy jokes just between guys either. Um, you know, like the wise woman wear white for a wedding type of jokes. <laughs> doesn't really apply because everyone has stainless steel appliances now, but (laughs) back in the day. Anyway, sorry to be on that tangent. And after uh, when Bree was talking, I was kind of going through and looking at the counties that are remaining. I don't think Moore is going to win this. I think think Jones has firmly got it now. The the counties that are still outstanding are heavily Democratic and very large. So I I think that uh, I think Doug Jones is going to end up winning this race. Which is fantastic. Doesn't have a lot to do with Utah, other than, you know, maybe gives our Democrats some hope in some of those races. Uh, you know, Misty K. Snow next year. Um, ben Adams, Ben McAdams, who's going to challenge me and love in our district. So there's some there's some hope there that we can I can't wait seats. to vote for that race. <laughs> I'm so excited. Did you hear about the school district? How they want to start... Um, Having for school district show what political race you are That's affiliated stupid. with? Yeah, school district shouldn't have any kind of political affiliation to it. No, it um, shouldn't. Not not in in any way, shape, or form. Um, God, that is just dumb. I'm yeah, glad so I, it's been made into like a rule, but they're they're fighting it because it's supposed to take effect in 2018. So it would affect any upcoming elections. All right, so let's talk about a couple of, of local things, a couple of local changes that have been going on. Unless someone has something else they really want to talk about. No? Good. I'll just keep leading them. <laughs> That's what I do. It's you guys, If I stop talking, sometimes you guys look like deer caught in headlights. I wasn't paying attention. I was petting the dog. Yeah, I got the other dog over here. The, the one that's losing all the weight. Uh, so South Salt Lake has changed some liquor laws around uh, locally to get breweries and, and distilleries to uh, come into town. So we talk a lot on this show. We've talked a lot about local breweries, local distilleries. We've talked to a lot of them. We've visited some of them. Um, South Salt Lake has had uh, a big quota in place for a long time. Um, so it used to be every 10,000 residents, they could have a brewery uh, or a distillery. 
They only have like 20,000 people in South Salt Lake, so... So the two breweries they have, and they're Yeah, and that out. was it. And and so now they've they've removed that that cap, so now they can come in and, and lease buildings. And if, if you've been to the Salt Lake Valley, South Salt Lake is full of buildings that would be perfect to put in breweries and distilleries. Um, it's just a little strip, essentially, uh, in the Salt Lake Valley, but it's got a lot of older, like, warehouse-style functioning buildings. Um, so... Some good news, I guess, if you like local local beer and, and liquor. Uh, I know I do. <laughs> We're big supporters. So hopefully that'll, that'll be positive. That'll be a good income source for them as well. So, Well, this says, uh, just really quickly... That it's, it, I mean, it's more than just approving that, but there were regulations as far as like the buildings and what they had to look like, and this is taking that away, so it will make yeah, it much it's also, easier. Also, taking away the minimum barrel limit, yeah. which was a big deal as well, because smaller breweries, you know, they have a hard time meeting a, a, a minimum limit on barrels. Yes. <coughs> so the minimum before was a five barrel production minimum. So and that's a lot. I mean that's that's a lot. So the barrel is is not a small barrel; it's a big barrel. <laughs> I don't remember how many gallons there are. Right? <laughs> I don't remember either. Like fifty gallon barrels or something. It does like say they still have to meet safety code, which is obvious. Well, right, but previously, like windows and certain architectural features were mandatory in the warehouses, well, but now they're taking well, that away so that they can be in those spaces. And most of the brewers and distillers that we've talked about, that they're. The hurdles, the biggest hurdles have really been federal federal hurdles. They've all said, you know, the, the state regulations are easy in comparison to the federal ones. Because I think everybody taxes. that we've talked to has said that. So South Salt Lake was just making it extremely prohibitive to put up a business there. So why do it? You've got plenty of other opportunity, plenty of other space, and it was just hurting South Salt Lake to... That's to why a bunch from West there. Valley, because West Valley yep. was easier to work with. Salt Lake City, West Valley... Now we've got the one trap tank down in Utah County. Finally, yeah, we need to go. I drove by there on Saturday. I know. I need to get his card out and, and just, reach out. It's so far away. It's really not, but it's like, an hour. <laughs> it's like an hour drive from my house. It's like an hour. Trust me. I know. Trust I drove me. out there plenty of times. I was not discrediting. An hour is not far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there is. If, what city is this? Menden. Menden is far. Where the fuck is Menden? Menden is up by Logan, north of Logan. That's not that far. It's only like two hours. <laughs> I don't even know if it's two hours to get up there. So the Utah city of Menden <laughs> has a problem with wild turkeys, apparently. <laughs> um, dozens of birds have been in their yards. Um, and, you know, turkeys are like chickens they fuck stuff up pretty well quickly. don't you remember the one that was at the university that was like attacking people yeah. <laughs> was that in wyoming <laughs> i think they, well yeah <laughs> it's just crazy shit so there are a lot of wild turkeys i mean we talked about it we have one of the biggest turkey farms uh in the country we supply a lot but we actually have quite a few wild turkeys that, that roam around utah so they're mean yeah, they are mean fucking just like animals. roosters can be mean so can turkeys yeah but roosters are so small Oh, I know. Turkey's, Turkey's not. Turkeys will poke <laughs> your eyes out. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Wild West, uh, <laughs> uh, admission days in national parks. So most national parks do free admission days uh, various times of the year, usually holidays. Um, and, you know, for the state of Utah, there's a few that don't really come too much into play, like Martin Luther King Day. Um 
but uh, they are reducing the number of entrance-free days. Uh, so there's just going to be four now. So you'll have Martin Luther King Day, um, first day of National Park Week, which is always a- April 21st. That's when all the parks typically open for the summer. Uh, September 22nd for the National Public Lands Day, and November 11th for My birthday. Day. And, and Bree's birthday. <laughs> That's actually what it's for. It's for Bree's birthday. Um, fuck all those. <laughs> they were so sad that you didn't go this year. <laughs> they had it all open. Birthday yeah, cake. Uh, you didn't balloons. even show up. <laughs> Damn it! She didn't come again. <laughs> so that's a that's a sixty percent decrease in admission free days from twenty seventeen. I don't want to pick any significant. Yeah. So there were sixteen free admission days in twenty sixteen. Six last year. Well, this year, and there's only going to be four next year. But. One thing that, you know, one thing that we have talked about is like Zion is so popular and so busy. They're, they're going to have to start doing restrictions. They're going to have to increase fees to maintain the park. Um, but one big concern with these, these fewer free days, um, is that the, the head of the interior, um, fuckface Zinke, um, that he's trying to make national parks become, a more difficult thing for normal people to access. So these these free days are what allow everyday folk to get in there. Um, this article says he's trying to turn it into a playground for the rich. Yeah, I don't I don't know that that's truly the case, but uh, it, it certainly seems like it's becoming less and less accessible for um, lower income people. You know, to go to to go to Zion. Um, I mean, we went to St. George and we had a free place to stay for the weekend. Uh, and we went into Zion, uh, and it was still a, a fairly expensive trip. To, I mean, just think about it. If you go to a national park, you're eating out the whole time. Uh, you have to have a place to stay, and then you're paying park admission on top of that. I don't think park admission, um, it's not super expensive. I think it can go up some more. But removing these free days uh, certainly detracts from, from some people that go specifically because they can get in on these free days. So. Right. Uh, okay, so uh, another another bit of news here. So there was a uh, CNN Money uh, did a uh, a study on community colleges. So one of the you know you always hear when you go to college, um, community colleges are a great place to get an associate's degree uh, to kind of get your generals out of the way and then transfer up to a university. The bad thing is a lot of times um, those credits don't actually transfer anywhere. So the, the classes that you take in community college don't actually transform into college credit at a four-year university. So if you take classes at uh, Snow College here in Utah, maybe those don't transfer to Utah State University. Or if you go to Salt Lake Community College, you can't transfer your credits to Boise State up in Idaho, that sort of thing. So CNN Money actually did uh, a, a ranking with community colleges all across the country um, on uh, the success rate, essentially. Uh, and it was College Measures, I think, is the, the joint venture that, that really did all this research. Um, but I bring it up because Utah had two community colleges in the top ten. Utah State University. In the top six. Yeah, in the top six. So Utah State University, um, the College of Eastern Utah. So down in Price, Utah State University has a, a branch that's just a college down there. Uh, 84% uh, success rate in, tr- in credit transfer. Uh, and then Snow College down in Ephraim, Utah, right by Price. Not really. <laughs> it's not really by Price. It's around the you mountain. Can, you can kind of get there. Like I-70 is pretty close. Um, anyway, Ephraim, Snow College, uh, 79% successful uh, uh, 
success rate of, of transferring credits. And this is nationwide, so number four and number six on the list. Um, so we're up against you know everyone. So almost these you'll you'll never even hear of like North Central Kansas Technical College. Um, New Mexico Military Institute. You probably never heard of these programs. Hey, did you hear, see that there's a Wyoming college that made it? <laughs> I did, actually. So this is where I grew up. So Western Wyoming Community College, which has uh, its main campus is in Rock Springs, Wyoming. They have a little satellite campus in Green River. Um, they're in the top 10, uh, and they have a 72% success rate. So that's really cool uh, that we have community colleges that are, are ranked really high uh, in terms of transferring those credits and them being useful. One nice thing about Utah is... <laughs> Most well, not most. I'd say all of the community colleges in Utah will transfer to Utah schools. Yeah, so they've they've built a program here locally. So public schools, you have to be careful. Public schools. So Utah State University of Utah, Dixie State, Southern Utah University uh, have worked with the community colleges right. to create programs where the education you're getting in those classes. This is why a lot of times the credits don't transfer from from one school to the other. The math ten fifty at Salt Lake Community College is the same curriculum as Math 1050 or whatever they call it at the University of Utah. Yeah. In fact, a lot of them are labeled the exact same, in, right. especially in those lower division classes. Well, we were talking about this before the show that uh, way back when I was in college, uh, there were some math classes that I struggled with at the U, so I ended up taking them out to community college and then transferring them up. And there's a lot of people that do that. I mean, one, to save money, or two, because of class size. <coughs> So the community colleges here in Utah are really excellent. I don't remember, and I mean, this was a, a quite a long time ago, but I don't remember having any issues transferring my community college credits to New Jersey. Like, I didn't have any issues. That says a lot about our, our curriculum here, um, that our curriculum meets the standards of, of other four-year institutions. Um, so, And that's one of the challenges you run into. Like, if you go to the University of Phoenix or Western Governors University, a lot of times the credits you get there won't transfer. So you have to finish your degree with them. Right. So you can't take those offshoot classes. Whereas here in Salt Lake, you could go to Salt Lake Community College and take a couple of classes in a summer for way cheaper than University of Utah is charging you, transfer those credits, and now you have those that coursework done for your degree. Well, the U even has a program where if you don't, like if you apply to the U and you don't quite make it, um, you can go to two years at Salt Lake Community College. And then transfer up. At Slick and transfer it up. And they actually count them as University of Utah credits um, toward, you know, whatever it is that you're doing <coughs> to kind of, it's just kind of a way f to for the university to see that you can, even though you may have struggled in high school, that you can, that you can survive in college. that college environment. Um, so they actually have special programs for that, there's, which is really, really cool. Yeah, because, I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of people that don't know what they want to do in high school, screw around, mess around, and then they realize, oh, I, I need to do something. They are serious about college, but you're right, they can't get in up front because they messed around in high school, even though they are a good student. So it's a really good way, not just for those people, but for those people as well, to get in, to get started, and then get onto the U, into the programs that they're looking for. Because the community college is great, but it doesn't have all the programs that the U and larger schools like that. And I, I'm pretty sure they don't have four-year degrees at the community college yet, do they? I don't think so. No, they don't. Just two. They're just associates. Two okay, we are with uh, Kat Martin. Hello. Uh, local artist and cleaning specialist. <laughs> 
What would you call yourself? <laughs> Other um, than artist, because you're clearly an artist. I call my employees ninjas. Okay. Cleaning ninjas. She's a cleaning ninja. Or domestic wench works. Wow, I like that's... that better. Yeah. One sounds really cool. The other is very misogynistic. I like well, that. Well, I don't know. I've heard it all. I don't actually clean anymore. I just manage it now, but I did it for a very long time. How nice is that to not actually do the cleaning it's anymore? It's wonderful. <laughs> it was either quit or hire people because it's physical labor, right? I've been doing it for 20 years. I can't, you can't keep doing it anymore. That was one of the first things I did job-wise as a kid was clean bars. There you go. Early in the morning. Good for you. Never realized how ridiculously stinky I was at school <laughs> until like someone made a comment one day and it smelled like cigarette and booze. And vomit. That's what, yeah, that's what you're cleaning up. And I got to tell you, women are disgusting. Yep. The bathrooms. The the worst part about male bathrooms is guys like to spit their stupid chew in the urinals. Lovely. There's always cigarettes in urinals and bars. Cigarettes uh, anywhere piss me yeah, off. Yeah, but but then <laughs> well, and back in those days, it wasn't against the. That's I still, still think not it's in against the law in Wyoming to, to smoke, smoke inside. inside. Well, I'm just saying it was common back then. People. Yeah, it was very common. That was when you would go to the restaurant and you're like smoking, smoking or, or non-smoking. Non. I'm gonna set you right on the other side. Of I this decided divider. that girls are grosser in bathrooms because hey, we actually use them. Do you know how many guys I've cleaned <laughs> for and the sink is dusty because apparently they don't wash their wow, hands. Wow, that's gross. <laughs> Um, I so. watched Shape of Water last night, oh, and there it is, and the bathroom scene, like it's it's that, like he said, he makes his whole comment about washing hands. Either you do it before, or you do it after, and it determines no, the type of character that you are. Mechanics and he washed his hands before, and not after, and the ladies were like, <laughs> "Gross." I have two daughters, so I I, I don't have disgusting. any boys to compare them to, but girls are just disgusting. They're so gross. Yeah. So what I want to ask you, what is the grossest thing you've ever had to clean? <laughs> well, if something's too bad, I just won't do it. I'm like, you need to get a hazmat in here. Like, <laughs> but I, I've seen it all. Um, I don't know. One time I cleaned for this people and they were the cutest, like hipster yuppie couple with the most adorable remodeled house. And I've never had to do this in my life, but I had to like hold my face like away from the toilet while I was scrubbing oh, it. It was so that gross. stinky. And uh-huh. you would never think that like she was like a wedding planner. Like they, and they were both super attractive and like cute as house. And they were the nastiest people. Ew. <laughs> that's so, that is but a, you know, I rocked it. Know. I mean, that's why they hire us, right? Yeah. So. Did you, you ever been hired for a hoarder's house? Uh, yes. <laughs> Ew. Really? Did you do mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Was it the hoarder I that hired you? I charge them accordingly. Was it the hoarder that hired you or like family member? Mm, it's been both. Ugh. That's just crazy. Like, how do you clean up around that? You I mean, just get a bunch of garbage bags and. So you actually are going to rid town. of the hoard? Usually, if people are. You're cleaning someone's hoard, you're throwing. You're just throwing things away. Just yeah. get a dumpster. Or just like organizing. Like, this one lady I cleaned. Um, she was more of a pack rat. I wouldn't call her full on hoarder, but like, you go to her basement and it was like, oh, there's stuff everywhere. So she paid me to organize it and. I was like convinced her a lot of stuff needed to go to DI. And she's like, yeah, I'll take that. I'm like, no, I will take it for you. Because I knew she would probably never get around to it, right? Right. And I'm like, I go there all the time, I promise. Because I do, obviously, because of the art I do. And so I just like loaded my whole back of my car. And I'm like, I'm getting this out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. I, ho- I hope she kept it good. Who knows? My daughter, uh, the apartment that she just moved into, apparently there was like old vomit in the toilet. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> when they moved in, yeah. That sounds wonderful. It was gross. The place was gross. The worst is when dogs or cats get sick all over the carpet. Yeah. Oh. How about how about when dog poop gets uh, swept up by your Roomba? <laughs> that? Oh yeah, that that happened to me. For yeah. those of you who don't know, yeah, that's. Why I don't I think I've it. ever screeched so loud in my life. And uh, now we can't use our Roomba. We have this three hundred dollar Roomba. We can't even use now because my dog still poops in the house. <laughs> but oh, I just dogs. pay my employee to clean my house now, and there you it go. works out. <laughs> That's, that's, that's little weird. dogs. They're awesome, aren't they? 
<laughs> They're one. He, he's wonderful. So Our dogs I, are kindred spirits. I feel like I, I have a fan, and I was like, "Hey, like we're interviewing Cat Martin. What should we ask her?" And he said, "Can you just ask her why she's so flipping rad?" <laughs> Who is this? That's. <laughs> Uh, it's actually my cousin James. Awesome. Hello, yeah. James. I do not try. I think this, when you said if I, you're like, is anything off limits? Honestly, like, I just don't care. Like, they're like, oh, cat, you could pull it off. I'm like, do you know how you pull something off? You put it on. That's how you pull it off. Yeah. Do you know how you, like, get away with stuff? You just you do just it. You just do it. <laughs> if you act like, right? Be a good person and don't care what anyone thinks. And if you act like you know what you're doing, no one questions you. Exactly. Pretty much. Okay, or if like you just make fun place. of yourself before other people can, that always helps. Like, you're like, I know I moved to Florida and gained 30 pounds. Can we all talk? Okay. I know you're talking about it behind my back. Let's just <laughs> put it out there. I don't care. <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Like, whatever. So are you are you from Utah originally, Kat? Pretty much. We moved here when I was six. Okay. So, so I was born in Texas. I don't remember it. We moved to California when I was three. And I remember a lot of California. Um, but I pretty much consider myself a Utah. I've lived here my whole life. So... In the Salt Lake area? Or um, my parents still live in Cottonwood Heights. Okay. Um, they both grew up here. They're both from Salt Lake, and then they moved, and then they just came back. They're, my whole family lives here, most of them, and I have a huge, big old Mormon family. So I do you have lots of brothers and sisters that. family, or just big Everything. extended family? Seven siblings. Oh, wow. I have 58 cousins. <gasps> That's amazing. <laughs> First cousins. Is that is that rival you, Jeremy? I've got eight brothers and sisters, but I've only got a small handful of cousins. I have 34 nephews and nieces. Dear God. And they're not even done having kids. I haven't even started having kids. You can't have like an aunt sleepover with that many kids. That would be... No, it's like a block party. I'm the the favorite aunt and (laughs) everyone gets mad at me when I say that. But when the kids constantly say you're my favorite aunt. And it's like I don't have kids to spend money on, right? Yeah, so you have And my house is full of toys, like this room. (laughs) But are they touchable toys? Are they like... To me, they are. To my husband, they're not. I let him play with all the pops, and I accidentally let him play with like some precious Legos, and I keep got mad. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna lose pieces. So I ended up going and buying like a big set of Legos the kids could play with, and I'm like, I hold them, I'm like, look at the Legos that you can't touch. Don't go near Kylo's ship. (laughs) (laughs) Don't break BB-8. Has your husband asked for the big Death Star yet? Uh, he doesn't like it that much. Really? Because it's not enclosed. It's huge. Well, it's like not enclosed. It doesn't look like a Death Star. Well, how about the new Millennium Falcon? Yeah, have you seen the new Millennium Falcon? Uh, We have been to the Lego store three times this week. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we go to the store, we just went again today. (laughs) Chris is like, can we go in the Lego store? I'm like, yeah, there's a shoe store across the way. Sure, go ahead. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a lot of Lego sets. I have a lot. He just barely bought the, um, gosh, it took him like two days to put together. I didn't want him to buy it. It was some sort of ship. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was like $200. I'm just like, whatever. Merry Christmas. My cousin James has like the cities all across like the cityscape. Yeah. I really want them to have a Harry Potter set. They did. They had a bunch of Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah. We probably still find it. They had a whole bunch for like two years. They were doing a bunch of Harry Potter stuff. I need to get online now. We got a big old old Hagrid that looks like the ogres from some of the other sets. He's like this big. That's cute. So they have the castle. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. I want the Hogwarts castle. I've nowhere yeah. to put it. But. And they have the they have the car too, and the train. Wow. <gasps> they have the train. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> How cool would that be around your tree? Yeah, right. Oh, that would be way cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my cats would fuck it up, but they have a light rail looking train there that actually moves, but you have to buy like a million tracks. 
And so then you're like, oh, this is not. And then all of a sudden, you're like 17 boxes later worth of tracks just to get it around your whole Christmas tree. <laughs> you're like the one year that it goes up that you can enjoy it. <laughs> and then when you put it after that, you don't want to disassemble it. Yeah, you're just like, leave it in the corner. Yeah, just fucking you know, this can sit around the, the chair that people <laughs> under the bottom of your table. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Seriously. <laughs> so let's talk about your art. Cool. What? What made you decide, so for those of you that don't know, maybe you can explain what you do in, in terms of art these days. Uh, yeah. Um, I take old abandoned Bob Ross style landscape paintings from like thrift stores and yard sales and things like that. And uh, I paint something fun into them. So instead of just like stupid forest scene um, that otherwise gets kind of ignored, I'll put like Captain America in there, like fighting of someone or just whatever pop culture. It started out with like zombies and stuff when I first started doing it my husband brought home an old painting and goes put some zombies into this for my man cave and i was like okay whatever and that hung up in there for like a year before i even considered doing anything with it and everyone who came over to our house was like that's awesome that's so badass that's so badass and then for christmas like seven or eight years ago um my husband writes for slug magazine he's their film critic and we were gonna go to a christmas party and so he's like oh my gosh you should do the same kind of thing you should do like a like one of those paintings as the white elephant gift and I was like, okay, cool. So I did the Wampa from Star Wars. And it was the kind of game where you could pick a present um, that's, uh, that's wrapped, or you can steal someone else's. The number game. And it kept getting stolen so many times, they had to kill it. <laughs> and Jimmy, my husband, was like freaking out. He's like, you need to sell this. You need to do this. You need to do this. So for Christmas that year, he actually surprised me with like a bunch of old landscape paintings. He drove to every single DI. Like, <laughs> uh, probably if there's one out here, he went there. He went to like freaking Orem and Ogden. And he, he hid them in the bathtub. Like, that's hard. I just basically avoided it because I love surprises. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he, I really wasn't into it. I was just like, I like that I did it for you. But like, you know, I do cutesy stuff like that usually or like murals for children or portraits of children, like cutesy cartoons. And I was like, I don't get it. And I wasn't a geek at all. Um, so he's like, do it, do it, do it. And then I, so I did Craft Like City the next year. That was eight years ago, I think. Nine? Eight? Eight. And, uh. Everyone was like, this is the best booth. This is so awesome. And I looked at those paintings now, and I'm like, oh, those are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, was, I would always hold everything up to Jimmy. Like, what should I do in this? What should I do in this? Like, I was such a hack at the time. And, like, the first time I painted a TARDIS, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> a guy wanted, to, like, a custom painting. And I was like, sure. And that's kind of what it started going from, like, horror and creepy and zombies. I used to only do that kind of stuff. And then as soon as I did the TARDIS, people were like, What? can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? And I was like, I should probably watch these shows. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm a huge, huge nerd. I was going to say, yeah, so has that turned you into a total geek now? And, and totally. Stuff. Totally. I was the kind of person, because my husband's on a podcast called Geek Show, and all of our friends are through Geek Show, right? That's how we meet a bunch of people. Yeah. And I was sitting, I'd be sitting in my house, like, not talking to anybody, because I don't know what the hell they were talking about. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, I'm like the opposite anti-geek. Like normally you get bullied because you're into this stuff. And I'm like, I had to get into it. So I would stop feeling ostracized. <laughs> Not that people made fun of me. I was just like, oh, what's that? What was, well, what was your thing that like, what, what did you love that? I mean, I, opposites attract, man. Uh, my husband grew up watching TV and playing video games and going to movies. And I grew up running around my neighborhood barefoot and camping and hiking and skiing and stuff like that. And so, um, I just, you know, I just wasn't that. I mean, I liked TV and stuff. I like movies like The Next Person, but not like obsessed. Now I can geek out for Doctor Who like all day long and stuff like that. <laughs> it's definitely turned into like, it kind of takes your life over as you guys, I'm sure, have noticed. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely>. No. <laughs> well, especially right now, like the, the, the this is the geek's time, right? Like mm -hmm. this stuff is all mainstream now. And so it's pretty great. There's lots of stuff to paint. 
People are like, do you run out of ideas? I'm like, does pop culture end? No. Yeah. Never. <laughs> My dad's like, you still sell that stuff? Don't people get sick of it? I'm like, no, dad. Oh, shit, no. There's always a new movie that comes out. There's how always do, a new TV show. How do you decide what to put up in your booth? Because you have so much stuff now that you can't possibly hang it all on display, right? Uh, Well, I sold most of the originals. So right now I have like <laughs> 10 originals on hand. I've done like hundreds, obviously, over the years. But, you know, I have a couple that I don't bring because I don't like them and no one else does. So they're just kind of sitting in my garage. <laughs> kind of want to find, if anyone is a Daredevil fan and wants my Daredevil paintings for a sick kid or just a kid, I don't care at this point. I just don't want them around anymore. <laughs> I want somebody to love them. Like I just sold my Aladdin and Jasmine one and I think I've had that run for like two years and I just sold it off for like a hundred bucks. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, and that guy in Poland bought it. And I was like, he's <laughs> like, why come the shipping is so much? I'm like, that's a big painting. It's all the way to Poland. Poland. <laughs> and he's, I was like, you're getting a huge screaming deal. I just wanted to go to a loving home at this point because I'm just sick of carrying it around. But you get a lot of people that do that. I was in your booth over the summer and somebody was like, oh, I just got to make sure I have room for this in my suitcase. And yeah. like how, you know, I got to get this back to New I think it was in New York or something like that. And I was like, that's just so cool. That Farmers is cool like that. I swear they put pamphlets in people's hotel rooms or something because you're constantly getting out of town people. Yeah. It's really cool. And urban, urban flea. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that one's too, too. Yeah. So how many how many sh- how many shows and conventions and stuff like that do you do a year now? Do you think uh, there's 20 farmers markets, and I've been doing farmers market for like five years now. I might do part time next year. I say that every year though, because um, that would be sleeping in anyway, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a Saturday morning. You're not going to wake up at six unless you have to. Um, and then Comic Con, both Salt Lake Comic Cons, and I do the Denver Con and the Phoenix Con. And then Urban Flea Market, that's six. I don't know. What is that? Like 30? Maybe that's, 40 at the most? It's a lot. That's almost one a week. Well, uh, you're, you're it's like, kind of like my only job. I mean, I, I run the cleaning business, right? But that's just answering phones and doing payroll. Like, I don't... It takes up like 10 hours a week of my time. And that's like the only thing I actually have to go to job-wise. Yeah. So it doesn't... It's fun. I'm, I'm excited I get a break right now. Such, a, <laughs> such an amazing life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't complain. So does it pay the bills or is it more of a hobby or where does it rank the, the cleaning definitely pays right. most of the bills um because i have seven employees right like they can pay their bills so obviously that's a that's a that's a good sizable company that is it? a good size and, company. and how long ago did you start it well like i said i started when i was 14 um and i'm 34 now so 20 years ago um i got legitimate when i was around 19 i got serious about oh, it oh wow and then I started hiring, I actually hired employees right around when I was like 21, 22. Wow. And I was kind of immature about it. I kind of just hired whoever applied and I was, it was more work than it was worth. And so I just was like, whatever, I'm just going to do this myself. And uh, after a while, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And um, I don't know, I was just really, really, really picky now. And I'm older and wiser and I can afford an accountant now and he helps me with all the corporate side of stuff and I can afford apparel company and stuff like that. So it makes it so it's like, actually worth it instead of just like oh you wouldn't work for me but now people are like i can clean i'm like mm, i'm very picky yeah let me see <laughs> we'll see so you're you're 14 when you start how did you find a love for cleaning because most teenagers <laughs> won't even pick up their clothes i don't know 20 years ago i feel like teenagers were different they I were too yes, yeah were. i used to <laughs> clean up for my mom in the summer i'd be like i'm bored let me clean out your cupboards yeah my kids never do that i was a lawnmower yeah, babysitter. That was. I'd, I'd rather. I just didn't have a choice. Every, if I wanted day. money, I had to go make it. Yep. <laughs> when I wanted money, I was very independent. When you have a huge family, you kind of have no choice but to be independent. You you know, right? Yep. I mowed lawns from the time I was about twelve. Mm-hmm. You still mow lawns. I worked for my dad when I was eleven, like soldering metal yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you do oh. what you gotta do to get by. 
Well, I kind of didn't want to do that, but I felt obligated. It's a family duty. <laughs> but now you know how to solder, so hey. Oh my gosh, I hate it so much. <laughs> do you do, uh, you, you do other art besides the altered landscapes? Do you have something that like you really prefer to do, like a type of medium, as oils that you love to do? Is it? Um, I love oils. That's what I normally do all my paintings in. But um, as an artist, I think a lot of people who, in any creative type or just anybody in general, like you tend to enjoy what you're, end up being most proud of and so I don't want to be like oh I'm I'm really good at this like I don't want to brag but I get the biggest challenge of what I do is doing pastel portraits um because it takes so long and there's so many layers that go underneath it and then it just like building 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 and it it takes a really long time to do and when I get it right I'm like yes and every portrait I've done like that is someone I love it's like my niece or my nephew or like I have one that like of my niece that passed away and like blessed my sister's life and stuff like that and so like it's really hard to not be like that's my favorite kind of art because it's the hardest. And I feel like I, that's the kind of art I did, I like got trained on, right? Like I've always colored and like painted here and there and stuff. But when I was in high school, um, I took the AP art class in junior high and in junior high as a junior and as a senior. And I focused on pastels. So I got a lot of my training that way. And it's funny because it's high school, right? But my high school art teacher treated our class like college. She was actually a college professor, like on the weekends and nights and stuff. And uh, so we'd have a live model every Friday. We'd have a live critique. She'd hold your painting up to someone else's and everyone would tell you why yours was crappy <laughs> or yours was good or whatever. And if you're sensitive, you couldn't hack it. And I'm not sensitive. I'm like, please tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> like, you know, I want to get better at this. And so um, uh, a lot of my practice skills from when I was like, a, you know, younger is from that. I got a lot better at painting over the years, but oil is kind of a tricky beast. It's not as... I, I really suck at water at watercolor. I don't even try it anymore. And I like acry- I like acrylic, but I like how oil is like. There's been times I'm like painting on had too much wine or something, and then the next day I'm like just wipe it off. Like what was I thinking? That looks like Quasimodo. This is so unbalanced. My daughter did some oil thing or something in school and didn't realize that like it doesn't really dry super fast. And like she came home, I'm like what's all over your uniform? She's like, <laughs> uh, crap. She looks at her, her work and it's like all smeared. She's like, shit, <laughs> what am I going to do? She had to like totally fix it. I'll all. leave my paint palette on the floor and one time my dog walked through it and just dropped all over my oh, that's carpet. Awesome. <laughs> he knows not to, but then other dogs don't and they'll just like jump up like right on top of my palette. I'm like, get off, Smokey. You kind of just, you kind of just give up on not having things stained. Oh, I've stained everything. <laughs> Oh, it's a messy business. It's well, not exactly clean. It's fun. You're yeah. <laughs> if you're good at it. So did you have training beyond, you know, just what you did in high school? Mm-mm. Practice, practice, practice. That's what I tell everybody. 10,000 hours, right? Uh, yeah. I went to high, I went to college. I went to community college for like a year and a half. And I was like, I hate, I hated college. I hated high school, honestly. Well, I had so many art classes. I didn't hate it. But I'm not a good test taker. I'm super right-brained. I'm not stupid, but I'm definitely not cut out for traditional i don't like being told what to do i don't like structure like there's a reason i run my own company right and like, say, well you're smart don't like to, having a boss run a fairly successful don't, company i don't like <laughs> i don't like anybody like getting my business and telling me what to do i'm like very headstrong that way so college didn't agree with me plus my college art classes were worse than my high school ones like we would have critiques in college and they'll be like oh it looks good oh it looks good oh it looks good oh it looks good i'm like well it's the elliptical shape ass. is off on that teacup i'm sorry but it is right <laughs> Looks good is not a good critique. No. Uh, <laughs> Especially in an educational environment where you're trying to learn how to do things better. And I think a lot of that, too, is because also with the cleaning thing, 
hey, cat, you missed this. You missed this. You missed this. You know how many times I like have been nitpicked? And people nitpick you when you clean a lot of times. And it's so frustrating, too, because I want to be like, you have a job? Like, it, like, like seriously, it's some, sometimes it doesn't happen often. My clients are wonderful. I love you all so much. Um, but there have been crazies in the past who have been like, take a picture of a piece of hair on the ground. And they're really? like, you missed this. I'm like, you're like, do you like, have that a head shit on came your off hair? Your fucking head when you walk in the door. <laughs> well, like, like, I'm human, and also I don't know a hair, like weird things like that. And I was like, does someone literally split hairs over your job? Like, I'm so used to being like OCD about that, and like getting told like what I did wrong and how to be better that I just I crave it. And I've hired I've hired people who get really sensitive, and I'm like, you can't, yeah, you no. can't get sensitive. I'm like, I will defend you if the client's being nuts, but most of the time, like. If you keep missing the microwave, you need to be told to you know, clean the microwave, whatever, you know. So I just don't get sensitive about it. I feel like there's two kinds of people. you easily offended or easily annoyed or just easygoing. I, I get annoyed. Me too. Like if someone's like a snot to me or if I'm like, or if like someone like doesn't like me or whatever. I'm like, instead of being like, oh dear, what did I do? I'm like, well, you suck. You're annoying. <laughs> me too. Or you just brush it off and you don't care. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely like. Either like, I don't care about you or like, whatever, you're annoying, get out of my face. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. I get annoyed a lot too. You should give classes on that. How to be that way. How to be annoyed with how people. How to not give a shit. Oh, yeah. I can teach, no, I can teach you how sure. to be annoyed with people. <laughs> it's really easy. I almost no. rear-ended several people on the way here. <laughs> no, just getting, giving feedback. People are so afraid of just speaking the truth. In you can't anything learn without it. Yeah. I had a client once tell me she felt like she just got yelled at by her mom. Like, I always tell my boss, I'm like, I clearly didn't send that report, right? Like, say something. How am I going to know? Yeah, I'm super direct and people think it's rude. And I'm like, I know I'm direct. I'm not being rude. I'm just telling you that you do different things. That this is how this works. This is the structure. You know, smiley face emoji. I'm not mad. I'm just like, no. I love emojis. How about the emoji movie? Did you love that? I avoided it like the plague. (laughs) It looked terrible. And Jimmy said it was terrible. So I avoided it. We haven't seen it either. Your uh, your employees do they do you see a influx of a particular age that want to come and work for you, or is it just kind of across the board, just people looking for? Um, I've hired eighteen year olds and I've hired forty five year olds, but most of the people, it's my demographic. You know, somewhere between early twenties, mid thirties. That's and it's always female. I hired two guys. I mean, I'm not against it, but guys don't apply. So yeah, <laughs> how were they? Were they good cleaners? Yeah, yeah. Like Only Christmas. had one lady be like, I don't want a man in my house. And I'm like, <laughs> what doesn't make any sense? Because I've never hired any maintenance worker or any like plumber or anyone in my house like, that was a girl. Yeah. It's right. always been guys, right? Like every time you have someone come over to work on your house, it's a dude. Right. But apparently a dude can't clean. It doesn't make any sense. Chris can't wash the outside of bowls, so. <laughs> I, <know that. laughs> I hate pans. dishes. I avoid dishes like that. Uh, like Outs- outside of anything. It's tough. Like the backside of plates. They don't, they're, <laughs> I'm a fucking dishwasher, all right? That's... <laughs> I don't. I don't touch the trash, and I don't touch dishes. I hate it. I my husband trash. doesn't touch the toilets, right? And he doesn't vacuum. So yeah, we whatever. have an agreement. We've, we figured it out. We have an agreement in our house. I do animal poop. She does human poop. Which means I clean the bathrooms, and he picks up the poop mm-hmm. in the yard. Yeah. Sometimes. I figure he got. He has the easier job because I have to clean up after two teenage girls. Oh yeah. It's so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> they're so. I'm like they're the the second one's almost out of the house, and I'm just like, what are we gonna do? Like the house is going to stay clean. I know. When, when they were both gone for like a week, and the house stayed clean the entire week. It was like so nothing nice. was out of place. Like <laughs> it's, awesome. it's funny. I'm like the biggest slob on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a huge slob. It's seriously not funny. So, what do your employees think when they come over? Do you ever like like shit? We got to clean the house before they come clean the house. 
Well, the thing about it is when people say that, like, you do have to pick your stuff up. Like, you can't leave your laundry all over the floor. How do you know what to do? Like, you're there to scrub the sink, not... Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Like, I felt bad. My my employee cleans my house every Monday in Star Wars. We got to see yesterday. Uh And I just couldn't think straight because I was like Star Wars brain. And (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's everyone the whole entire week. (laughs) I was sitting in the movie and I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't pick anything up. Just do the best you can. And there's like piles and piles of stuff all over my house. I'm like, where's my eyeshadow? It's like shoved in with Jimmy's razor. <laughs> She's like, sorry. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I forgot you were coming. I didn't pick anything up. Because your friends know that you've been doing this for so long. Are they always like, you can't come over to my house because it's not clean? No, I don't. No, I'm not like that at all. I don't care. <laughs> I know you're not, but that doesn't mean that other people aren't like, oh my gosh, get My toilets over. are usually pretty clean. I'm pretty OCD about toilets, but like... I'm bad with so dusting. So if cat comes over, make sure the toilets are clean. Yeah, everything else, you can have a layer of dust on your Legos, but Done. I do not want to sit on a dirty toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Right? I think he dusted the other day because he was putting up, so this is our old TV. For, we got like a big TV. So he decided to bring it down here so he had to clean up. But he like freaks out if I come down here and clean. Even if I like pick oh. each thing up it's and dust space. and Men put it back like down. It. It's my space. And yeah. his, his boss was like, he was working really hard for something and his boss was like can I send somebody over to clean and he's like oh no Brie wouldn't like that and I was like you just heard somebody cleaning my house what the fuck people get offended I've caught a lot of people get offended at me when I clean their house for them and I'm like well if I was a good cook and I made you dinner you wouldn't get mad right but people take it as some sort of weird commentary on their cleanliness I actually just talked about you today because I had somebody measuring my house and I was cleaning off a door and I was like as soon as I get my floors done that's gonna be my my splurge just having Having my house clean. In Eagle Mountain? <laughs> yep. We don't. I know you there. don't come out Sorry. there. We talked about it, but that's still my like, goal. Is <laughs> one of these days, maybe. Do you guys just Sounded. stick to the Salt Lake Valley? Yeah, I recently branched out, not recently, like a year ago. Um, One of my employees uh, who I hired lives in Daybreak. And I was like, well, you live out there, so I guess I'll take clients out there. So, but yeah, it's like, it's just far enough where it's not logical. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not just down the street from Daybreak. I'm looking at my... Since yeah. you said dusty Legos, I'm looking at the Legos on the top shelf. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't dust those. She's I don't ever touch them. Because you don't... So many Legos are so yeah, dusty. Because you don't dust. dust your stuff. Well, and Legos are a pain, pain in the ass. Pain in like, the ass. I don't not, touch them. I'm just like, whatever. You get like a Swiffer duster and rub them once just or twice. Just get like the canned air. And I want to get some like Lucite like from the container store, like Lucite boxes to put around them and then just yes. like dust around the box. But I have yeah. so many that I... Oh my gosh. I, I would have that to would spend like $500. Just on boxes. <laughs> <laughs> the new figurine we got today, I would try to find a box for it and I couldn't. I was but like, it, we need it, to Isn't this. the container store awesome? It's amazing. I love the container store. <laughs> it's organization it's and it's all color coordinated. So both my cleaning and my art brain, like brain gasms. I love the container <laughs> store. My husband's like, I thought you there. hated it. I'm like, I don't like the prices, right? Yeah. but I love it. <laughs> I go there and get ideas and then like order off Amazon or something. The yeah. lady there today told me to go to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't find what I need. I would go on Amazon. My friend is a manager there. I wonder if it was her. I love she it would do it, that. I love it <laughs> yeah, when maybe. it happens. I love it when it happens at a store and you're like, well, you know, if you go to Amazon, you can get it for like $30 cheaper. It'll be delivered tomorrow. Well, do you know what's crazy? They put a Winco in down by my house and everything, every single thing I looked up on Amazon was more than double the price. Oh, Winco, Winco is amazing. I know. I went there this week and I was like, because there's not one close to me. I had to go to Orem and I was like, I forgot how amazing this. Well, they had a shop there. Sprinkles Winco's in bulk. Like, Winco's like a kind of like the old Food for Less's yeah. order, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Speaking of big families, you know Food for Less. That's my jam. Going Sam's Club. You want to find kids. cactus and Sam's chicken Club. feet? Like 
four shopping carts. Sam's Club sells like appliances now. Big chips, big bag of chips, oh, yeah. and a big ass block of cheese, and make that disgusting nachos. Yeah, yeah, just like a Napoleon Dynamite. Like this like a ten pound block of cheese, <laughs> and they'd be gone in two days. And had that just, weird yellow. You just said the hue. magic word. The show is gonna take a, a dive really quick. By the way, <laughs> I high key relate to Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Get all the chips, <laughs> gosh. It'd be great if you could turn me into town. Date now they're just going to sit and cook Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> until <laughs> somebody makes them stop. Eat the food, Tina. <laughs> Fat lard. I was trying to find a gif for that yesterday because someone posted Chris Hollyfield, who does I Am Salt Lake. Yeah. He posted something on Twitter about like awesome sl- slopes, like sledding hills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks like a recipe for broken cockex. <laughs> and I was trying to find a cockex Napoleon Dynamite meme gift, and I couldn't. I know. <laughs> I'll make you one. I There's can a make lot you, you one. don't know about I your should make one. <laughs> Super easy. She was out riding in the dunes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie like 40 times. Roundhouse uh, kick to the face. <laughs> you guys should start a side podcast that's just about no- Jared Hess. Just, just saying. This week on Napoleon Dynamite. Next week we're going to talk about Nacho Libre. <laughs> we, we actually sat in a a, a panel at I, it was what two comic cons ago that somebody had just a Rocky Horror Picture Show podcast like that was all that they talked about. My friend so. had one called Doctor Who Virgin because he never watched Doctor Who until he's an adult, and he Do and I'm like, well, you're done watching it? it now. Now what? He's like, oh, we just talk about other stuff. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Everyone I know has like three podcasts. It's That's awesome. crazy. I just have this one. Yeah. Oh, only one? Oh. Just the one. It's too much fucking work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you guys... I don't know how so many people have the equipment and the means and the time and uh, the smarts. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Your husband's like the king of podcasting in Salt Lake City. He, he shows up just like I showed up. You yeah. just show up and talk on the mic. I mean, he can do other stuff. But Someone else set that shit up. Yeah, Tony does it all. He yeah. doesn't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we've interviewed, talent. we've interviewed Carrie. Oh, yeah? I asked Jay. He said that he would, but uh, he's hard to pin down. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Jay, we love you. I know. But I love Jay. No one really even knows where he lives. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm not even sure he lives in this state. No, I think he's, no, I think he's in LA. In, yeah, he? I think he's in California. He's half and half. Because he does the Green Pig every Thursday. That's yeah. true. That's mm. true. I, yeah. We don't know. He's an enigma. Maybe he's nebulous. Just, he's, he hey, maybe he's just really trying exist. to confuse us. So nobody maybe he just him. sleeps naked in the woods. I could tell. <laughs> you know why he wouldn't? Because you couldn't do the moisturizer thing if he was sleeping naked. That's in the true. Woods. Like he'd have like pine needles and stuff stuck to him from the moisturizer. Oh uh, yeah, that would be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about this anymore. That's gross. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> you should have had Jimmy come with me. We sh- well, we want to have him. Yeah, like, we want to do. I guess there is a lot of people on this situation. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> this this Besides, we want to focus on you. We don't want yeah. him horning in on your action. Yeah, he talks enough. This was very we think we've heard enough from him. We think you're cool enough all on your own. You don't need a sidekick. I mean, clearly, the amount of art that we've bought from you <laughs> suggests We have some of these, too, from the here. time that he like shared your booth. Oh, yeah. I have that in my bathroom. He I have gave the, me the original Daenerys. Oh, oh gosh. Wow. I almost pooped my pants. He gave it to me for my birthday with the... How to Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. Toothless. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. I have the one where it's Jason and he's all sad because his balloon is droopy. Yeah. I love so that. It's my, oh. It, have you seen his weird. miniatures? I haven't. They're so beautiful. His son just moved out of his house, so he like took over his room. And he's like, look at my setup. He's like, Because <laughs> it was gotta... legitimately behind the front door before, like just stuffed in the is foyer. Is that the one where he just took a picture and he's like, look, I just got everything set up. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, gotcha. He's, he's like, so look, I got a it. fucking room now too, Carrie. He's such a good artist. Yeah, it's nothing compared to Carrie's, though. That's where we recorded when we interviewed him. He just had us come up to his studio. When was it? 
Uh, Last like August. when we were new, yeah. When was, was like that? A, a year, like a year and, and a half. half ago. Oh, so that was post after he sold. He had a booth at Comic Con and sold off a ton of his toys. Yeah, yeah. it was post that. It yeah. was yeah. post that. It was new studio yeah. post that. Oh, I remember that. I remember that con because we went and watched his booth. And oh, because that was the Comic Con that, that um, his assistant had the heart attack. Yeah, yeah. she's my next door neighbor. Is she? Oh she God. also used to work for me. <laughs> I um, <clears throat> I was with her and I was like, uh, whoa, really? Shit. And so I like, I'm like, crap. Uh, we gotta like, carry now. What's going on? So I stayed with her back in the. Little emergency and I went and thing. Wow! Until Carrie got there. Yeah, she's a shit heart. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. It really poor sucks. thing. Yeah, but to be that young and just have a heart that's just a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she finally got her little patch replaced. Poor thing. Yeah. yeah, she'd like hobble up and down the street with her mom right after surgery. I'm like, oh, what can I do for you? She's like, can you braid my hair? <laughs> Whatever you want, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's so nice too. She's yeah, sweetie. I just stayed with her until Carrie got there and. Oh, that poor guy, he just was tearing up and I just felt bad. I'm like, I felt like this like weird outsider, but at the same time, like I'd been with like, her for like 45 minutes. So and I'm he's like, like with his booth, he's like, this fucking sucks. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> this is like the worst thing in the world. He sold it all this. off to, to what? Uh, Heebie Jeebie. Yeah, think. yeah. He's like, they wanted to buy it also. I'll just fucking sold it to him. He doesn't have the oh, time or energy. Are no, you kidding? No. My daughter bought his. Gary um, fucking Jackson. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one um, from Ghostbusters, the. The movie poster of the guy that's oh, in the Viggo painting. Mortensen? Yeah. My daughter had that hanging over her bed forever. Did you just say Viggo Mortensen? <laughs> well, he... It, that's, that's it's not. It is, it's not you know? Viggo Mortensen. I was going to be like, he was it's in the Ghostbusters. No, but it's the Viggo guy, you know, the whatever. or whatever. whatever. He's the guy in the painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the movie poster cool. Carrie had, and he had it, you know, mounted on the foam core board and stuff. I always call it that. And so my, my daughter had that hanging over her bed forever. Carrie's actually my first sale. Yeah, that's what he said. That I think cool? he talked about it on his interview. Oh, what a sweetie! Well, and you've done you do a lot of a lot of commissioned work too, right? Mm-hmm. Tons. I have, I should probably be. I'm drawing Luke Sky old Luke Skywalker right now, and I should really be working on the commissions I need to do for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm obsessed with Star Wars, <laughs> so. and you just got to see the new movies. And so. hello, these are half yeah. off at Kohl's. Really? Awesome. Nice. I'm wearing a Star Wars sweater I bought today. I need to go to Kohl's. I've never been. I mean, I went once, but who goes to Kohl's? I'm just, I'm not a fan of like having the same clothes as everybody else. I don't think anyone goes to Kohl's though. That's why you got to do. There's lots of people there whenever I go. I go to Kohl's, I get my dress clothes. Like (laughs) when the seasons change, I'm like, sweet. They always have sweet sales on bras. Savers is my jam. When I was a kid, we used to go there and get a bunch of shit and then hide them in suitcases and come back on like half off ticket day. This is, this is, I bet this is a Savers. As if Savers isn't cheap enough. Yeah, this is from uh, Savers. That's genius, actually. Just about everything I wear comes from Savers. Yeah. The one on 72? That's the good one. The one. Uh, he goes to the one The one on 106. South, South Jordan. I've never been to that one. I, because my parents live up the street from 71. We always would go down there and spend all day there. I have a lot of really awkward pictures. Really bad clothes. <laughs> the, Draper, the, the Draper one's really nice because it's all the rich people who donate all their cool stuff. There you go. So it's like. Brand new, still has the tag on it. Like someone there gave it go. to them and they never fucking put it out. Yeah. I so love thrift stores. I got a question for you because I look with commissions because we look every time we go into a DI or a Savers, we always look through their paintings to try and find an, an original oil mm-hmm. so that we can have you do something on it. I have like a hundred in and, my studio. And we can't ever fucking find any. Is well, that, you just come to my studio and pick one out. <laughs> is that because you just get them? She, she's out? bought them all. Yeah, Do you have like an out. inside guy at the DI? <laughs> no, I just, when I first started doing it, I would like, do the rounds, right? And just over the years, I've just built up and built up and built up. You would not believe how many paintings I have were like, for instance, um, I have a Gallifrey one I did. Gallifrey is where the Doctor um, Who is from. And it was just red beach landscape. And it's huge. And I had it forever. And I didn't know what to do with it. 
And then I rewatched Doctor Who for like the fourth time. And I was like, wait a minute. Gallifrey's red. And so I've, I had it for like five years and I finally figured out something to do with it. So well, Hold on. You rewatched Doctor Who for like the fourth time, like a season of Doctor Who or like All from the 60s? All of it. Not the 60s. I try to watch the old ones. I really like, um, what's the guy who looks like Carrie always? He reminds me of Matt Smith. Oh. What's that one doctor? He's a third I, doctor. I don't know his name. Fifth I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. I want to watch. The They're kind of hard. I mean, Doctor Who's corny enough as it is when you go back in the, the day. Fro. Super. He's blonde. No, he's And blonde. I like, oh, I've seen oh, a couple oh. of um, Tom Baker's episodes too. Carrie Elvis is the Princess Bride guy. Gotcha. As you. He's yeah. my first crush ever. <laughs> he's awesome. I think he's a lot of people's first crush. I met him at Comic Con and I'm not joking. It was the second best day of my whole life. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, so we we did the magic thing this weekend. That's right. um, oh, the draft. And, and one of the guys that Josh invited over from the game store, he had Princess Bride card sleeves. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's two, awesome. Two I have a deck of cards, awesome. a Princess Bride deck. I love that show. It's amazing. It's I, I can show. recite that entire R-U-S's, movie. I don't think they exist. I don't think they exist. So yeah, Gabe Carrier was in print and he like gushed over it. He's like, you even have the R.U.S.'s, it's wonderful, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and I met Prince Humperdinck, who was also the voice of Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, he is. Um, I had him sign, I have a, I had him sign a picture from Will Terry. Yeah, Chris, Chris Sarandon is his name. Yep, I had him sign my, my baby Jack so Skellington. Cool. Oh, cute. Yeah, he I signed know. my print and I gave him a print. I don't think he cared, but whatever. He has he it. Might have. He you might never have know. Cared, you well, when know. I gave my, I gave that painting to John Barrowman. He's like, I'm gonna hang this in my cabin, and I, think, <laughs> I do awesome. believe him because he actually Instagrammed some handmade towel some fan gave him in his cabin, and I was like, Yo, where's my painting? I don't see it on your wall, John. But he was like bit? really, like genuinely, seemingly pleased by like the juxtaposition of him as Captain Jack and the TARDIS it's in awesome. his old landscape. You know, I, I think he I probably think he's pretty genuine. I mean, I, I just get this idea that he's just yeah. kind of like like your attitude, like. Either take me or leave me. Like I don't care. Yeah, my and friend. So if you like it, you like it. My friend was at Comic Con. He was like scrolling through Star Wars comics, and the person next to him was doing the same thing. And they got to talking. They were like, because he was trying to find some. Turns out it was John Berman. He's talking to him for like five minutes. And didn't even realize. <laughs> He's just chilling like a normal person. That's, that's how I interact with people, though. Like I had what's his name? Billy Boyd. Billy, Billy Boyd. Boyd. So he comes up to me at, at a con a couple of years ago because I'm wearing a Star Wars jersey I got from Disneyland that's got C3PO on the back. He's like, that's awesome. I've never seen it before. Where'd you get it? So we're talking and he's getting ready to leave. And Bree's like, you should take a picture with him. I'm like, why? Just a fucking dude. Who is this guy? Billy Boyd. He's Lord uh, of the Rings. Oh, okay. I was thinking of Billy Bird, which I don't think is anybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's Larry Bird's less famous. Billy Bush. That's what I was thinking Uh, of. I was like, no way. Did you care about meeting him? No. No, No, not at all. Resounding, unanimous. No. 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 Well, that's funny. Oh hell no! <laughs> no, but he like he had no idea who he was talking to, and and I'm like he's famous, and the guy that was with him was like, how come everybody always recognizes you, nobody recognizes me, and I'm looking at him thinking, who are you? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I had no idea who they were. It just it doesn't phase me. Um, so when you do when you do your booth at, at Comic Con, do you ever get a chance? Do you make Jimmy like sit at your booth for a couple hours so you can go do something that's not that? Um, well, he works there, and he's on a ton of panels, and then when he's not on panels, like. Comic-Con hits you fast and hard. Oh, it's, it's like brutal. It's intense. So a lot of times he'll come to my booth and he'll be like zombieing out. I'm like, go take a nap in the <laughs> hotel. And he's like, I feel bad. I'm like, but since all of our friends are there, there's, it's weird if I'm in my booth alone. Like constantly people are in and out and in and out. I'm like the locker room. Like, can I stash this under here? I'm like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I call my booth the locker room. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it's my job. I don't really need help with it. And people like meeting the artists and people like geeking out with the artists and, you know, it's kind of 
it's it's easier if I'm just there. I can sign stuff if people want it, and if people want commissions, I can talk to them about it and stuff like that. So it's I, I prefer to be there. What's your favorite commission you've done in in your altered landscape style? Maybe the TARDIS crashing into the DeLorean. Oh, that's awesome. That, that's the one. In, that's the one I painted. I didn't know what a TARDIS was at the time. I knew what a DeLorean was. My husband's. He's a giant. Very yeah, obsessed yeah. with Back to the Future. <laughs> we hadn't heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I'm obsessed with um, the new Spider-Man and he's like, you don't need more Spider-Man stuff. I'm like, you think I wanted one more Back to the Future thing in this house? And now he has a new We're doll. like, fucking $800, bitch. I'll do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> well, I really, because it's, have you guys heard of their like hot toys? They're like, replica toys are like $250. That's what we got. Oh, that's oh, what that wow. was. And so, and then he's getting a doc one in a couple weeks and then I got the Tom Holland Spider-Man one and then I I really want Luke and Ray and Kylo. <laughs> that's like $800 for all of them and I'm like, I need to sell a painting or two or something. Like, I really should paint some more squids on ships because those sell like that. <laughs> Actually, we bought one of, we bought the Spider-Man one right after I sold a $250 painting. I was like, this is going right over to here. <laughs> <laughs> So, do, you, do you see trends in what in what sells or it, since you have such a variety of I mean everything from like my personal favorite is the Super Mario Kart one <laughs> I have that one's super my, popular. my work um, you know to your Doctor to, Who stuff to, labyrinth. to labyrinth, labyrinth to do you see that it sells pretty fluidly or that there are like ch- whether you're in Arizona or Denver or here chunks of pop culture that is going yeah definitely and it depends on. Um, like when I did the, I have a, the ones you guys have in your hall, the R2 and the BB-8 in the desert. Yeah. I did a Phoenix one and it looks like Arizona, right? Oh, yeah. So I sold out of those. Um, Doctor Who was way more popular before Peter came along. <laughs> when I first started painting Doctor Who, it was like, I think it was still in the, in the David Tennant episodes, I want to say. What's the 50th anniversary episode where all the TARDISes come on? That's the first one I ever watched. So whenever that came out. Anyway, I don't know, know Doctor. I don't know Doctor Who at all. Well, I've always wanted listening. to like jump in and start watching it, and I just don't know where the fucking hell to start because it's. Yeah, I started there. I'm like, this show's awesome, and then I just started watching it, and it's really easy to like. If you're painting, it's easy to like have something on TV yeah. while you're painting, oh, yeah. and at least a lot of times you have to like pay attention. I'm Jimmy's like, didn't you watch that movie? I was like, no, I was. I had to work, so I didn't. I had to put on. <laughs> Again, I just put on more stuff I've already that's, seen. That's why I've watched Napoleon Dynamite 6,000 right? times. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, that's not as popular as it used to be. Um, Rick and Morty is hugely popular. My, speaking of Lee, that. our friend, he's like, Kat, you better ride that train while you can. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've done 18 paintings. 18. Wow. From Rick and Morty alone. That's and insane. I have one left, one original. So how does that, how does that process work from the original? So you're taking original oils and you're painting over top of them. How do you turn those into prints? Um, I have a really nice camera, and I just take a really high-res photo with them, and then I get them professionally printed. So, oh, like, when I first started doing that, I was like, you need to scan it. I'm like, this is a four-foot-wide painting, and now... Yeah, that's not really... <laughs> like, three-foot by five-foot. Yeah. <laughs> They're big, and not all of them. I mean, some of them are small. Like, one of my favorites that you've done is the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that Inside the glasses, and I imagine that's a fairly small oil, right? Um, That one was a commission, uh, and this is weird. It was on a Van Gogh sunflower painting. And it was on a gift bag. He like brought me a gift bag. And he's like, can you paint? I'm like, really? This can be like $100 for me to on a bag. He's like, yeah, I'm going to frame it. I was like, whatever. <laughs> it turned out cute. He loved it. Yeah, it I came from really around to it. So That's just crazy. Cut it, just cut the yeah, he just like cut the handles bag, off yeah. and just huh. trimmed it down. That's crazy. Whatever. <laughs> Interesting. You, you like DI and savers, but do you enjoy going to estate sales or do you find that it's a hassle to 
No, I enjoy all that stuff. I'm a huge like vintage person anyway. Like I inherited my grandma's radio when she died like five years ago, and I changed my whole entire front room to match it. Like I'm super into old granny lady old stuff. That's awesome. Like I have like old. I don't know. Someone probably died in them. Old floral chairs, rockers. <laughs> so when you go to an estate sale, do you find yourself buying too much shit that you don't need? No, I used to be that way. I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. And then nowadays, I'll come home and just paintings are just sitting on my porch. Like I have friends constantly texting me. They're like, do you want this? Do you want this? I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks about you when I see paintings. My friend Rachel, she actually went to my studio. She's like, I am never going to try to find you another painting again. You have so many. I was like, yeah, I keep telling people that. Where, I have where, so many. Where is your studio, by the way? Because it's not in your house, right? No, no, no. It's off of 33rd and State. So I just use it as a storage place. And my husband records um, his film critic show, Big Movie, on his side. And then I have the other side where I store all my art. And then I store all my cleaning supplies there. And then I can meet clients and customers there. I have to meet someone tomorrow. Not have to, I get to. And then I met someone there yesterday for the cleaning, tomorrow's for the art. And so it's kind of nice to have a little hub. It's off of 33rd and State. It's right across the street from Chinatown. Oh, okay. It's like the one pocket of building that's not, looks like Hooker Central on State <laughs> Street. Yeah, well, because that's where Southern's at Yeah, but now, then right? you can go have half-off sushi at Ichiban. Is that place good? Is it the same one as downtown? Mm-mm. No, none of the itchy. They're building a new one. There's 15 million right next to it in the valley. That's because of, of the what the word Ichiban is. Anybody can use that. That's word. what I figured. What does it mean? Uh, it's something about like it's great or something like that. That's like know. calling a yeah. diner. It's like a diner. Yeah, I made the mistake one time of walking down State Street to the coffee shop in a dress. I got <laughs> a lot of catcalls that day. A lot. An old man on a motorcycle pulled over and asked me for a ride, and I screamed in his face. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, That's at least weird. you're not at Wayne's Corner, Mark. That place was oh, awesome. That place is janky. <laughs> Next to the Smokers Guru, that yeah. gross corner. 13th and State there. I know, the only thing worth going to over there is Vegan Agenda. Everything else on that corner is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the old Bob's Magazine? No, it's down? gone. We no, talked, we about, talked this. about that. Well, no, it's gone. The porn like magazine shop? It was on like 8th and 8th and, and State. I've been in there to buy the Marge Simpson Playboy. <laughs> that's amazing yes. I went in there years and years ago before they closed it and opened something that's the only up. reason I went in and my husband made me run in I don't know I why hope you, do you still have that oh, yeah oh good stuff somewhere because children are in and out of my house all the time but right. you just frame the centerfold can you imagine <laughs> I've already horrified them you enough might, you, you will definitely not be the favorite aunt from the parents anymore yeah no you just have to keep it real Kids I watch, I show them exploding frogs in Germany. It's just real. Well, with the older ones, like I'm chill with and like <laughs> I act myself around story. them, but I don't like try to corrupt the young minds. But if you're like 23, I'm going to swear around you. I'm going to not care if I'm drinking around you. Like <laughs> 23. I feel like I feel like any age you should like show responsible drinking. That's kind of how we brought up our kids. Like yeah. if you just see that it's like a casual, responsible, people just kind of do it and they don't always like get like fall off your ass drunk yeah, all the you're time, not like you know? Driving drunk or like at a bar. Right. Then then I feel like it just passes along what you say. Because it, you can say all you want, but mm-hmm. if you do something completely different, then that's what your kids see. I always feel like the more someone talks about how they are or how they want to be some way, the less they're that way. Yeah. Like people my parents are. are the most generous, selfless people on the face of the planet. I've never once heard them say anything remotely like that. They just like roll their sleeves up and help you. I'm not racist. Our lawyer's a Jew. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, the Moors, bl- yeah, down in yeah, down in Alabama. His wife was giving a speech yesterday, and she and she's like, out. "We're not like, racist. We're tired of everyone saying that. Our, one of our attorneys is a Jew." Yeah, that is a legit sound clip. <laughs> okay, and we well, have then. and we have a black friend. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. He rode off in a horse after he voted. <laughs> <laughs> More did. 
Like, yeah. Legit. Like a like on a, got on a horse, on a horseback. Yes. What wow. century is this? And his horse has a Twitter now. By the he's way, a, he's really a funny. he's a buddy of Putin's. Apparently. Wow. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, are, are you still vegan? I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. Vegan's really hard to be vegan. Yeah, I try really hard. Like I am half the time, which makes me not. But I just it's I don't have the personality for it. I don't want to sit there and ask the waiter seventy five questions about what's my like if, you, if butter right. ends up on my yeah. meal I'm not gonna freak. It's out. like it's like uh, the Portlandia episode where they go into the restaurant and they're like, oh, "This is like, where was this chicken raised?" Yeah, and they go out to the farm and then they like end up joining the compound. Yeah. Like his name was Brian or whatever they said it was. <laughs> Do you have uh, favorite restaurants in Salt Lake? Well, I, again, Vegan Agenda is my friend's restaurant. It is a vegan restaurant and it's amazing. Um, I tend to go to. Which is funny because it's not at all, but I always get salad everywhere I go. I'm a salad freak. Um, me and my friends go to Flatbread a lot because they have $5 happy hour flight of wine on Mondays. Oh. <laughs> and you literally get three glasses of wine for $5. That's, is that, that's the one on 21st that the, yeah. that the whole glass front opens. It's a fine restaurant that's and it's awesome. cute ambiance and it's not like the greatest food is ever. It like but boxed wine or is it decent stuff? No, it's like a flight. Like you'd get a, like a wine tasting in mm. Napa and like it has like a little. It tells you what it is, and you like, and they're actual pours. It's they're like, like five it's ounces like a, each. It's like a beer sampling. Oh, Jeremy. there you go. It's nice. <laughs> you have to speak he, he in Jeremy yeah. language. <laughs> I'm not picky. I used to be like, I want to go here. But everywhere has salad, and that's all I usually eat. So that's easy. <laughs> you should try Village Baker salads. Those are really good. Back when I ate meat, their chicken salad sandwich. Holy moly. That was like crack <laughs> <laughs> on the squaw bread. Right? That place squaw is tasty. The best. Yeah, we like that place a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have good salad too. I've had their salads as well. You can't really. Got her on the same page. All right, so we have. Do uh, you guys have anything else? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Anything I don't know. coming up? Or? I feel like you're kind of covering. <laughs> I, cl- I, I have a cleaning business and I'm a painter. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with Spider Man. Well, <laughs> Particularly. Tom Holland. Yes, Spider-Man. it's a Tom Holland specific. Yes. I have a thing for Tom's Tom Hiddleston. I went with him oh, one of yeah. those. I did just change my lock screen to Taron Edgerton though. Uh, what what woman doesn't have a thing for Tom Hiddleston? He's so cute. Or or gay man, really. I have this weird thing where like if you're gay, I immediately have a crush on you. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not even like oh you I must have a crush. It's like oh he's gay. Of course he is. I have a crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them, okay. gay men are hot. <laughs> They are. I think Tom Holland might be Some of them are. Some of them are. There are plenty of not hot gay men. There's plenty of not hot a lot of people. But, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know, you're you're in a a house with a movie critic. Do you guys butt heads over movies often? No, we usually agree on a lot of stuff. And, well, it's, sometimes he'll be like, for instance, there's that one movie I wanted to see called Blue Valentine, I want to say. It's like horribly depressing marriage. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Cat, it's a great movie, but you're gonna hate it because I ca- I just can't like I get I'm weird. I've never actually been cheated on, to my knowledge, but I get really uncomfortable when people are like cheating and shitty to each other, and uh, I just don't like watching it. I just don't want to see it, and so and I don't like war movies. Like Dunkirk, apparently was like Amazing. epic. Yeah, I do not like war movies. This I is don't not like them either, but I watched Hacksaw Ridge so I could go watch Dunkirk because I don't watch Inglorious Bastards is like my war movie. Well, yeah. I mean, that's no. not, but I that's mean, that's a Tarantino. Really, that's not right. really a war movie. No, but that's, that's what I'm a... saying is like that. I don't step into that because it just mentally is. But anyways, I watch the tank, what, what was the tank one called with the tank? 
The tank. Oh, what the dude that was in the tank or something. You guys are so <laughs> pretend. The dude in the tank on the screen. Those. I don't watch those. And that one so. thing. Uh, with Hawkeye, that one? <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about MASH? Hurt Locker? No, Hurt no. Locker's good, though. As I hear it as well. I, I literally do not watch it. I've seen Braveheart and Inglorious Bastards, and I accidentally watched Atonement. The movie was boring. How do you accidentally watch something? Well, I would have, if I knew it was a war movie, I wouldn't have watched it. But James McAvoy's adorable and Keira Knightley's wonderful. And I was like, I'll like this. And I was super bored out of my gourd. The tank <laughs> one with Brad Pitt, where he's the tank commander. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. The movie. Someone look it up. Use your Google box. Yeah. Brad Google Pitt. Box. You Google box it. So what are some of your favorite movies? Princess Bride, obviously, of all time. This is my favorite movie. Moulin Rouge is up there. Um, I don't know, man. All the Marvel movies I love, all the adventure movies. Those are all great. Everybody that says Moulin Rouge, I want to ask them if they've seen Strictly Ballroom. Yes. Fury. Yes, definitely. Fury? And I've even seen Australia, which is another boring movie. Yeah, I've never heard of that movie. Baz Luhrmann is my jam. He's I love him. Amazing. Yeah. And then you said Shape of Water. I love all of... You're like the only person that I know that's seen it so far besides my cousin, because we went last night to the whatever premiere thing that they did, and... I'm like, I just want to talk to people about this movie. It's not, is it Benicio Del Toro? No, yeah. it's uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo Del I got Toro. confused because he was in Star Wars. Um, Benicio, not Guillermo. Guillermo is amazing. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I love all his movies. Pan's very, very pretty. So I recently got into horror films. Doug Jones is, I wish that they, I think it would be like Doug Jones versus Andy Serkis if they did like FX and like. Andy Serkis is a blessing and a gift. When you say horror films, like what kind of horror films? Just everything. I used to hate him. Hate them. Couldn't watch them. Couldn't sleep. The ring like fucked me up for oh, months. Oh, you just asked for a huge list recently. Well, now I like them. So my husband, he's like, it sucks I can't watch horror movies around you because you hate them. So he kind of like, he should do this to everybody who hates them because they're scared of them. That's why you hate them, right? He had me watch Leprechaun 2. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies. Isn't Jennifer Aniston in that one? <laughs> yeah. And which is stupid. And then he had me watch like trolls oh, and then he's like slowly got it like Which less like campy and more scary yeah. but then he started with like tucker and dale versus evil that movie's, Love that movie. that movie's great uh have you heard of the movie high tension no it's a french film and it's very good and it's disgusting but it's like so over the top disgusting it's like funny like, like so much blood splatter and so much like decapitations and i'm like this is just stupid this is even scary and he's like cat they're all like this and so I slowly got more and more. Now I love him. I'm the kind of person in the theater who's like, ah, ah, ah. oh, me too. I like freak out and like laugh Don't and laugh and totally laugh. Tell them. She, Do it. I watched does. Annabelle Creation not too long ago. That's the best movie we, ever. We go see we go see not scary movies and Brie freaks out during parts. And we went and saw it in the theater with the girls with our daughter. It's funnier than it is scary. And there is this there is one spot I don't even remember what it was. And you know, theater's silent. And something happens, and she screams so loud. No one else in the theater. <laughs> I am that makes person. I, and then everyone just frequently that person, and I'm usually the only person laughing too. <laughs> Me too, because I laugh at people's dorky facial expressions that I guess other people don't notice or something. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with you people? That was funny. It's the underlying joke. Have you that- got to see? Cabin in the Woods yet? Heck yes. That Love so that good. movie. He's always on TV. It's like... Always. It is probably one of the best modern horror movies ever. Wasn't Thor in that? Yes. Yeah. Was he? I learned yeah. it from watching you! That's so funny. <laughs> he, got, he's, he was one of the first to go on the motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. I just love how it ended. And I just saw Split. That's a good movie. Is it? I need to watch I that. liked it a lot. The new Insidious looks terrifying. Yeah. I want to see it. <laughs> Let's go. That was one of the scariest movies, I think, in the last 20 years. Is insidious. I don't know. Did you see Annabelle Creation? It was pretty creepy. 
I thought Insidious was better. I still have to get up and like run out of the room for like walking. Isn't isn't Insidious the one where they're clapping in the stairwell? Like, what's that movie? And like the demon grabs the mom when she's sleeping, and the mom like goes nuts. What is that movie? I don't know because Insidious is the one where the demon doesn't even show up until right at the end. Yeah, like and he like is on the walls. Yeah, he's like up on the ceiling and stuff. Then you'd like split. (laughs) Split's good. Well, James McAvoy is a wonderful actor. He needs to win an award one of these days. Do you, like so go, do you like going to those? You're going to Critics' Choice. You've been before. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. super fun. Love it. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so-and-so. I'm sitting in the same room. Do you get starstruck when you're at them? Mm-hmm. We sat at the table with Natalie Portman last year. Oh, wow. I was so freaked out I couldn't say anything. Because usually be we... like, I love your perfume commercial. So what it is, is basically <laughs> like a huge... Perfume commercial. Yeah, she she has a new com- and it's set to see ya, and it's such a it's a good commercial. That's funny. <laughs> we'll have to look that up. <laughs> but normally, okay, so it's a huge room and it's just a bunch of tables in this room, right? And the celebrities are up front and all us peons are in the back. And then two years ago, um, we get we show up and they're like, You're not on the list. And my husband's like, Um, yes, I am. And they're like, No, we don't have you. He's like, Are you kidding? He's like, here's my email, here's my confirmation, here's my name on your website. And there's something fell through the cracks and we got stuffed in some backside weird break room looking thing that was by the bathrooms. And he was like, I'm not paying my dues this year. You guys suck. So then I think to make up for it the next year, we got put on table four with Natalie Portman next to Tom Hanks and Ryan Reynolds. And usually you're in the backpack and during commercial breaks, you run up and you're like, oh my gosh, I love you. Can I get a selfie? Okay, bye. And then you're out of their life. But when you're sitting at the table with someone that famous, you kind of have to feel, I felt like I needed to exercise some chill and be like, okay, I'm sitting with you. I feel like I should have to like try and belong and not freak out on you. And she was also like seven months pregnant. She's only in there for like 30 minutes and she just like peaced out after she got her award to probably go sleep. And so I just didn't, I just didn't want to bug her. <laughs> and like Mandy Moore, I saw her from afar and I she was so more. glowingly gorgeous. I didn't want to go near her. I didn't want to eclipse her glow. I know. Are she like never looks bad. Like, She's they so get, like to each other. Like Tom Hanks will be like, oh my gosh, you're Ryan Reynolds or Deadpool. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going again this year. I was really pissed the one year I was... When I was obsessed with, I'm still obsessed with Oscar Isaac, but when I was extra obsessed with him, when he, when he was my lock screen on my phone, um, <laughs> he didn't, he got nominated and he didn't show up. I was so pissed. <laughs> I kept being like, do you think Oscar would like my new hair? And all of a sudden he didn't even bother to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's my type too. Like he has dark hair and big thick eyebrows and dark curly hair like my husband. So he's my jam. I'm sure someone there did like your hair though. I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, one last question. We ask every guest this. Because uh, you're, you're a Utah woman. Uh, you've been here most of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting Utah that they had to do before they left? Um, I personally like spending time in the mountains. But a lot of people can't hike. But at least if you do nothing else, go up that little hill uh, behind the Capitol so you can like say you hiked. I mean, you can do that. In Was that Ensign Peak? I think so. So you get to see the whole valley, and you get to see the capital, and you drive past the temple. I mean, I'm not Mormon anymore, but I still think it's cool. Landmark. It's cool. You know, I still see the lights every year with my family and stuff like that. So I would definitely say, you know, we're known for the greatest snow on earth, even though right now it feels like the greatest smog on earth. <laughs> it is but the greatest But get yourself earth. up into the mountains and kind of experience it. That's what I would say. So if people want to get a hold of you to get their house cleaned or do some artwork or... <laughs> How do they do that? How do you check? Um, Art-wise, everywhere you can post a photo online, I'm on. I'm a super whore. I'm very, when it comes to my art. You should be. <laughs> I'm very that's, that's how you shameless. Yourself. Yeah. Uh, um, so it's Cat Martin Artist. Cat is with a K. So Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, DeviantArt, you know, Instagram. 
there used to be this website called Feed with a PH. I don't know what it was. I signed up because you could. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone now. I used to have a Vine. That's gone now. Um, and then for the cleaning side, it's Cats Cleaning SLC and Cats with a K. So I'm. That's my website, CatsCleaning.com, CatsCleaningSLC.com, and then I'm on Facebook too. But no one ever tries to find me through there. And I'm Yelp. I am the highest rated cleaning company in the city. That is freaking awesome. Good on job. Yelp. I try really hard. I got knocked down a half a star because someone gave me a one star and we'd never even clean for him. And I could prove it, and but Yelp won't take it down. I know. I hate that. We got some guy that like did, gave a really bad review to my producer, and it wasn't even like our insured. It was like the person that hit our insured gave him a bad review because he didn't give him good enough service for like, you're not our clients I work no for i a have no idea this and guy we is. have people do it all the time like a brother or and I we're f- like you're not even in our system it happened like two days after i posted something pretty nasty underneath senator orrin hatch's facebook page <laughs> <laughs> so i don't do that anymore yeah. i feel like it was someone who was like mad at me for that so, so petty but i actually was like i legitimately like if someone comes to a restaurant you can't you don't have a like a log I keep a log of everyone yeah. digitally and paper well, yeah. and i'm like hey i can prove to. I've never cleaned for this person and Yelp didn't care. And so I just replied and I said, we've never cleaned for you. I'm pretty sure you're reviewing the wrong company. I don't know. Yeah. Pissed me off because I was five stars. I have 34 reviews, five stars. And then now I have four and a half because of that asshole. What a bunch of Whatever. I mean, I still have the best of them all, but that's annoying. That is annoying. (laughs) It is annoying. It's very annoying. I checked it again yesterday. I'm like, is it still there? Damn it. (laughs) Motherfuckers. They buried it though. It got buried by the other good ones. So. That's good. That's good. So yeah, that's that. Um, we're not really taking new clients for like a month, by the way. It's very busy during yeah, the holidays. No, no Christmas cleaning, bitches. Do you have tips on Clean. your way out for people during the holidays? Cleaning tips? Um, the best thing to do is just try to stay organized and then the cleaning comes. Or just realize that you don't need to do it all. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess being an artist, I kind of like chaos a little bit. And like, just don't stress out about it. Because guess what? The houses I've cleaned that seem like they have the best family life are the messiest houses. Because the kids use it. There's like projects over here and like obviously you had this fun you know breakfast with your kids and you made them waffles and now there's a half a waffle on the floor you know like, <laughs> they clearly obviously they house. clearly have no pets or there would not be a half a waffle on the floor no, they did not um <laughs> but yeah like if you want to be ocd with your house you have to have a personality that goes with that and no one wants to be around that that sucks i'd much rather be at a dirty house it's fun than like a clean house you can't freaking breathe on anything so that's my opinion plastic covered couches yeah, well, screw that Thanks so, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. It was awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Kat Martin for uh, sitting down and having a lovely chat with us. So awesome. It's nice like, to have an actual conversation. Usually she's busy selling her art or can't yeah, have yeah. a good conversation this with has her. Been so. the December of cats. Yeah. <laughs> December to remember. It has. But, dude, stop <laughs> quoting t- fucking radio commercials. Seriously, just stop it. It's like a Hallmark card. No, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> can't stand it. Can't stand it. Um, so again, yeah, you can you can find her at uh, catcleaningslc.com. With a K. Cat with a K. Cat with a K. Yeah, K-A-T. Uh, or Cat Martin Artist on pretty much any social media. Uh, just Google her. You'll see all her awesome work. Um, if you Google Altered Landscape, she's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, and it's funny because I've been seeing a lot of people starting to steal her motif in a sense that she's mm, doing that. No, because there are other people around the country that are doing it. There's a guy that is viral with his. Yeah, I know. I know. But they, st- they stole it from her. <laughs> <laughs> it's art, technically. I mean, when she draws the likeness of 
of a comic book character, she's technically stealing that comic book character from another <laughs> artist. And we talked, and did we talk about it? Like, so the guy that created Deadpool was here uh, for a con, and uh, he's actually she's actually been here several times. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk we didn't talk about the Comic Con thing. We'll talk about that in a sec. So anyway, he he's here, and it's funny because all these people are bringing you know these pieces of artwork to him to sign with Deadpool. But he didn't draw them. <laughs> like it's a, it's it's technically copyrighted material that they're you know the artists are doing. He's like, I'm not going to sign this. Like he was charging more. Actually, is what he was doing to sign those because they're not his. He doesn't get any kind of commission on them. You know, coming through his the comic character. book and it's his character. It's his intellectual property that they're. And I think it's great that artists do it, but. There is some, you know... Got to draw a line somewhere. Please don't take somebody else's work to the uh, artist who it, the it is original of, of the, the, and ask yeah. them to sign it. Like, It's just fucking weird. Because uh, I, like, I like it. I like the adaptations that other artists have on characters. Like like the, the artists who draw little kid versions or... You know, something more abstract. Super emo or, friends. Or put them in a, in a <laughs> Super emo friends is awesome. <laughs> or put them in a different environment or, or whatever. It's cool. It's cool to see those characters in a different place because you, you get friend, familiar with them like you do, you know, just your everyday people that you see. So to see them in a different environment is kind of fun. So I get that and, and that's really cool. But don't have the artist sign somebody <laughs> else's art their character so now the big question is because we've been talking we've talked a bit about Salt Lake Comic Con with Cat and other comic conventions so there's a ruling this week on the court case uh, I don't know how we missed talking about this earlier in the news um, but Salt Lake Comic Con was found guilty of trademark infringement uh, over San Diego Comic Con with the use of the word Comic Con or the term kind Comic Con of. so they found them in infringement of the trademark because San Diego Comic Con does own it um, but they did not find them guilty of malicious use of it. Uh, so which is why they reduced the fine from twelve million dollars to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it sounds like Salt Lake Comic Con they've already appealed to the Ninth Circuit. Well, from my understanding, other cons in the country have already paid the appeal fees, like they're yeah. backing Salt Lake Comic Con. Because basically, what's what's going to happen now? San Diego Comic Con has the ability to. So, for instance, we were talking about. There's an Arizona Comic Con, and I think uh, it's actually like an international Comic Con is who puts on San Diego Comic Con. Yes, yes. So they're the ones that. So and you have you have New York Comic Con, you have Denver Con Comic Con, you have a Comic Con in Seattle. I feel like there's more behind this though that we don't know. There, so there probably is. I I think Salt Lake Comic Con was the, I think it was the right target for them to go after this. I think there's definitely some there's some corporate stuff going on in the background and i think salt lake comic-con was the right target for them to go after for a trademark infringement because of how big salt lake comic-con was uh right out of the gate that's actually one of the arguments they made in the case (laughs) which was it took us 10 years to get to 100,000 people and you did it in two events and 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 utah salt lake comic-con did it in their first event not in two in their first event and that was due in part to the trademark that's their that was their argument uh, clearly, the the jury didn't agree that it was due in part to the, to that, but they they did say that yeah they knew that that was trademarked at the time and they used it knowingly. So. And they're going to continue to use it as well. So yeah, so and twenty thousand dollars. I mean, it's not not a lot of money, but at the same time, it's not really a lot of money. But the decision holds more weight than that because 
that allows San Diego Comic-Con or Comic-Con International, who owns San Diego Comic-Con, to go after anyone who uses the phrase Comic-Con inside of their title. So All they have to do is chain it to FanX. Everyone knows what FanX is. Yeah, but I don't think they want to. I know that they won't, but... Uh, and I, it's it's a bigger deal. Like they want to take this as far as it'll go because there's there's some there's some specific. I mean, this has a, a bigger impact. If the term Comic Con, which stands this is, but it's not even U.S. impact. It's international. Well, it, it's it's U.S. impact in the fact that it's a U.S. trademark. Right. Yeah, but there are other international Comic Cons. The U.S. government doesn't have control over their naming. No, I know, but it, the, my point is more backers. Yeah, I mean, maybe, better. you might you might be able to get more people internationally to to give you money, but um, the the trademark's a, a huge deal, uh, and so proving rights to that trademark, trademark lawsuits, it has a big impact because of the term. Well, and I feel like if you didn't enforce your trademark rights before Salt Lake City, why do you suddenly get to just Doesn't choose matter. one place to enforce in, them? In trademark law, it does not matter. But in trademark law, if someone can prove they were using it first, you don't get the trademark. If Which it prove, seems like that might have been the case. If you can prove it's a generic term, you don't get the trademark. So there's there's a reason why you don't see certain things trademarked. It's because you can't trademark common terms. And that's really where Salt Lake Comic Con is, is taking the argument. Comic Con is a common term. You should not be able to trademark Comic Con. Because it's a comic convention. Yeah, it's short for comic convention. That's it's where like the in the pizza world. Nobody can say Deep Dish belongs to only this particular pizza manufacturer. Nope. Deep Dish is a common... It's correct. The, it's Chicago. the pizza. <laughs> yeah. which is, well, which is why, like, Little Caesar's Deep Deep Dish, that's different. They can trademark the term Deep Deep Dish because no one else has that. But hand-tossed, Deep Dish... Pan. Pan. You thin thin crust. None of that is trademarkable. The guys are making me hungry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love some pizza. Do you hey, wanna, re- refresh that CNN uh, page. So do you want to talk it. about your fog story? Yes, I think it's cool. Okay, I'm going to let you do it. Well, perfect. So <laughs> December marks the um, <coughs> what anniversary is 79th. this? 79th. Um, December 1st, the 79th anniversary of a really massive uh, train meets uh, school bus wreck that happened. Um, I guess it was as like South Jordan, Riverton area. And a. Sticks back in the 30s. Yeah, in okay, 19, 1930. Sitting back from your microphone talking dude who always gives everyone shit who doesn't talk directly into their microphone. So. So that morning on 1938, uh, there were 38 students um, who were on the bus and they were hit by a train going 70 miles an hour. The Flying Ute was the name of the train. Um, It had stopped at the tracks and then pulled across them and didn't see the train around an S-turn. And this, the the reason we're talking about this is because we always talk about um, things that are relevant to Utah, important to Utah, that was created in Utah. Um, this accident made the cover of the New York Times, made the cover of, uh, there were pictures in Life magazine. Made the cover of everything. Um, yeah, and, you know, it just, the, the stories are, are terrible and horrifying. But uh, in 2013, they put up a, a monument um, in South Jordan that you can go visit. And Which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. 
Um, briefly, and actually recently, I think a couple yeah, episodes a we talked about. Um, so in the Salt Lake, the the reason it's relevant is in the Salt Lake Tribune article. Um, it's quoted as the accident reverberated beyond the community. Accounts of the crash appeared in major newspapers all over the U.S. and helped spark a series of new safety protocols for bus railroad interaction. So in the aftermath, you get features such as railroad crossing arms um, and then requiring buses to stop at um, railroad crossings yeah, so and open both windows and doors. So I that is why nationwide you see that happen because yeah, of that accident. you've ever been behind any bus at all, school bus, UTA, it doesn't matter, and you get to a railroad crossing, they're all go- always going to stop, turn on their signal flashers, they open their door, they open their window, because what they're doing is listening for listening a train. Listening for a train. So this accident was caused by fog, which is also relevant because of the crazy fucking fog we've had the last couple of days. But ultimately, a bus is a large thing, and a lot of a lot of trucks actually do this now, tractor trailers, semi trucks. Uh, when they get up, they come up to railroads. They stop now. If they're going at a you know fifty miles an hour or whatever at, at speed, they don't stop. But if they are going slow, they stop because it takes them a while to cross the tracks, and sometimes it takes them longer than than when the arms trigger. And that's the same thing with buses. They listen. Also, arms fail, and so that's part of why that whole process exists. And that was all as a result of a horrific accident in Utah in the thirties. Yep. So, so here we are making America safer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they have, I believe, called the race. Yeah, Alabama just made their state safer. Um, Doug Jones uh, wins with forty nine and a half percent of the vote, ninety nine percent in. So he close. is a solid ten thousand votes uh, above Roy Moore, way fucking closer than it should have been. But uh, that's a victory for for Democrats. Uh, and for people that don't like child molesters. It's actually a victory for the whole country to, yeah. to not have him in there, not just because he's Republican and we want a Democrat in there or whatever, but just to not have another horrible human being up yeah. in the Senate. And it's kind of, I mean, it, it's a blow to Trump. That's a big part of it. Is it is a blow to Trump. Because, because he was the one him. just making the robocalls for Roy Moore. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's going to do it for the night. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. Um, hit up Jess if you want to be on the show. If you have an event coming up, let us know. We're, we're always happy to talk about stuff like that. Uh, we like to support the community. We are the New Utah Podcast, after all. Uh, and visit our website, thenewutah.org. Ooh, damn, I almost oh, gave wow. the old one. That's new, old school, thenewutah.com. Jess puts up a, a blog there weekly and some other shit. Uh, it's worth watching. Watching, reading, looking at. <laughs> Admiring. I don't know, just there go, go there. <laughs> Click on things. Act like you give a shit. Uh, but if you like what you hear, share out the episode. Um, let let people know about us. That's That's what helps us. Um, that's part of why we do this, I guess. And I go know. buy Kat's artwork. Yeah, go buy some. I can't. I know you have too many. We have have five pieces. I showed her. She was like, wow. Yeah, we have five pieces framed, and that's not including the stuff our daughters have. So Um, we're out of space to put new stuff, so we want originals. So uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, have a good night. Try not to die.